0: is uh what is it december 10th 2014 how's it going peter it's going all right we're looking forward to a, a big night tonight we have uh black belt karate they'll be in studio with us in a few minutes get a chance to chat with them uh, play some of their music find out what's going on with those guys uh, several uh talented musicians so looking forward to having a chat with them of course ad will be calling in later our favorite uh segment brewskis beer tasting and uh, t-bones time out man how's your week been it's been
2: okay yeah? you know <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, yeah, you know, just one of the weekend was crazy busy, just you know, full of other people's activities. <laughs> That's the most you know annoying thing. I just sit through a parade. Ah, uh, like you know, fun. Stuff like that. Yeah. So, were you in that parade? I was in that parade. Oh,
0: I should have gone. I started to go, and then I said, Why would I? Because I, I actually was on a ride that day, uh-huh. and uh, I came up just before they started closing the streets. Oh yeah. On my way back. And I said, I could shower and get there, but then it's going to be crowded. And it I was. And
2: I was surprised at how crowded it was. Uh, it have was
0: you been to it before?
2: I'd never been to oh that particular yeah, I've been to that one a couple uh, times, and it's, and it's always it's very crowded. well attended. Yeah. Uh, so it was cool. We got to ride on the float. Nice. And, uh, yeah. So that's how the whole weekend was. It was just, okay. like, me going from one, <laughs> taking, <laughs> taking a small kid to one place and doing something to <laughs> it wasn't bad. It's was just, you know, not a lot of me in that. No thing. me
0: time, exactly. Uh,
2: so, <laughs> so that was than that. How was yours?
0: Uh, not bad. Like I said, uh, that day uh, the weekend I got a, a decent ride in and uh, you know, the week has been what you described. Uh, you know, kids had a bunch of soccer games, so uh, Yeah. He's got 5 games next week. 5 games? 5 games next week, man. It's hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's that cool. That is crazy. It is crazy. <laughs> and they're all over. I mean, they're uh, essentially you're just they're saying
2: You were just in Santa Monica. In Santa Monica.
0: Uh, let's see. Tomorrow I'm going to be in uh, Torrance. Next week i got Irvine, uh, Arcadia, uh, Arcadia, Rosemead. <laughs> that is not yeah, good. No, man. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's, it's all good. It's all good. It's just what's happening here with this. Uh, I'm not getting any readings on the Uh-oh. thing there. Make sure we are uh, up and live. That's the that's, that's key question here. Um, yeah. Okay. We're good. Um, yeah. So uh, that's kind of been what's been happening with me in, uh, You know, a couple weeks since we've all been together. So I'm sure T-Bone's right. going to have some mm-hmm. stuff filling in to tell us about. I see you got your uh, you got your uh, art studio back in place. Studio
2: is now operational. Yeah, once again, <laughs> uh, it's been like, uh, oh, you know, because the move and all that. I don't think I did anything serious. I don't think I did any art since uh, uh, I'm trying to remember. It must have been all the way back in July. Wow. So. Uh, I was right in the middle of a project, which now I have finished. So that's kind of cool. It's working. Out. It's a nice space. Yeah.
0: yeah. Looks like you got Had plenty of room to, to spread out. And, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. and uh, yeah, like you said, good light and start cranking some things out. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Uh, let's uh, let's take a quick break. And uh, maybe uh, by then our uh, guests will be here. They called. So we know they're on their way. They're just kind of, <laughs> you know, L.A. traffic, man. It gets you. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did uh, do the first Friday thing with uh, Michelle. That's she's right. got a new CD out and uh, we'll be playing some of her music uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks Very uh, cool uh, and uh, we met a new band that night so they'll be coming in uh, in uh, the first part of the year so um, yeah you know, uh, but I, I, I was surprised to see um, down at that end of the first Fridays mm-hmm. it was kind of quiet that night uh, oh yeah uh, I know they usually have some kind of big thing at the expo but uh, Doug used to put that on so I don't know if that still goes on I don't know and um, I know they had a I I mean I heard they had a
2: tree lighting. Mm-hmm. Menorah lighting ceremony. Oh, that might have been. So that might so have, been that been might a, have you know.
0: attracted more of crowd up and that I, way. I was in and out pretty quick. So, um, no. Yeah, anyway, I hope they had a good turnout for it. So we, which Michelle had a great turnout for her gig. So as cool. usual, we're gonna take a quick break and uh, come back and introduce our guests. This is uh, Parker work This is Awake. We'll be back after this.
3: The alarm clock sounds the horn Echoing the day is born As you open up your window Circles beautifully adorned Like poison washing the room Many shadows become few Are we waking from a dream oh, are these dreams we're sleeping through Once I felt your warm breath on my cheek Wide right awake Then I fell right back asleep Somewhere in my dreams I see the outline of your face As you whisper in my ear Awake 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 Rising from the ruffled sheets were once as white as geese Lying south above Reflections cast Upon a tranquil sea Waves of feathers Curl and lift In a gust of ocean mist On the beach below A man deciphers All the things he's missed Once I felt Your warm breath On my cheek Wide awake Then I fell right back asleep Somewhere in my dreams I see the outline of your face As you whisper in my ear Awake
6: Hey, over here, behind the fence.
4: Huh? You? The
3: bike?
6: Yeah, the bike. Here in the grass where the kids left me a while ago. Could you get the dust off my seat and remind the kids how fun I still am?
7: Okay. Oh, you are dusty.
6: I may need my spokes tightened, too. Let's go.
5: As Native American parents and caregivers, our encouragement to healthy lifestyles for our kids is helping them get outside and play. Get ideas. Get involved. Get
4: going at letsmove.gov slash Indian Country. Brought to you by USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council.
6: You are listening to the Talk Story Radio Network.
3: Hey, there's a shop on the wall. And you're listening to World.
0: And welcome back to World on the Talk Story Radio Network. And we are just getting settled in here with Black Belt Karate and get a chance to talk to these guys. Uh, they just, just made it in, man. I know that traffic must have killed them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you have theirs on now? Yes. All right. Well we like to welcome to the show. Black Bell Karate, how's it going guys? Great. It's all right. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> you sure you got the right one? I'm not getting I'm not picking mm. it up. Yeah. Is there like an on switch for this thing? No, nah, he's just got a uh, shield? <laughs> talk to talk into it hello, real close. Hello, closer. hello. Are you receiving me? No. Yeah. <laughs> <This is>, uh, <laughs> yeah, just switch this one. Let's give him that one. And we'll, uh, we'll roll from there. Got yeah. it? All
2: right.
5: Let's switch out. Oh, there we go. Do I just, should
0: we just hold this? As yeah, yeah, just hold it. And then, yeah, just keep it kind of close. It uh, works just fine. So, okay. Uh,
5: How's that? <laughs> That's great. Welcome. We are, uh, we on, is, are we on video now, too? Or?
0: You are on video, too. Hello, everybody. I just said during the break. Uh, let's see who we have here. We have Jason. Ryan,
5: this one's Ryan. I'm Jason. This is Harry. Yeah.
0: And Harry. All right. So there's normally four of you. We have three of you tonight, right? We
5: have a drummer who uh, who's uh, fam- famous, so he doesn't hang out with us. <laughs> is that appropriate? Is I, that right? I, I, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what now. Ryan's actually uh, he's uh, he's got he's, other gigs. He's, yeah, he's got other gigs. All he right. wishes, he sends he his wishes regards easy. though.
0: All right. Well, let's uh, let's just, since you have the mic, Jason, let's start off with you. Tell us a little Whoa. bit about yourself and, and how you got started in music.
5: Oh, personally, um, I I studied. I started um, well uh, on the technical side. I started with classical piano when I was around eight years old, and then uh, my parents bought me a synthesizer when I was fourteen, and then a guitar when I was sixteen, and then my synthesizer. It was a really, I was very, no, it was a Kawhi K-1. K1. And I uh, I learned, to pro, I programmed the tone, the sound for separate ways by journey into that. Yeah. And, uh, which we still used. Which we still yeah. use. <laughs> and then they got me a guitar for I think when I was 16, which is a week after, before my first band-hailing concert. And then my grades plummeted. And then I, <laughs> after uh, a lot of effort, I ended up going to uh, college and studying music in college. And uh, pretty much guaranteed I wouldn't have you know any sort of normal career after that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's my story. That's your
0: story. <laughs> yeah. that's, pretty <laughs> that's pretty much sums it up. What about let's uh, let's Harry right? Yes. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, how you got going.
8: Um yeah I've um, been in LA since uh, 2005. Um I kind of came to the whole music didn't come to music late, but I, the, the idea of pursuing music uh, as, as some type of career definitely came to that late. I'm kind of a late, I'm late, I'm late to rehearsal, <laughs> I'm late, i the reason we're late today. <laughs> that's actually pretty I'm be, not true. I'm
9: going that's true,
8: but I, I added to it. Anyway, um, so yeah, um, I did not go to school for music, I went to school for history and English and played in a cover band, I mean, I've, I was always playing in jazz bands and uh, pet bands and rock bands. I was always playing, but I never considered to pursue it until after I graduated from college. And then I was playing in a cover band and I really enjoyed that. I mean, I was playing two, three gigs a week for about three years and, uh, just playing a lot of bar gigs. And then I was like, man, I kind of want to do this and, uh, didn't want to have the normal, typical life that I saw all of my friends starting to have. So, paychecks and things like that P- paychecks and house <laughs> why why would you want those things you know why would you why would you want stability so uh yeah i came down here and just been in rock bands and um um kind of fell into this band i'm, I'm i i've met these they all knew each other for years and then i kind of came into the picture later on but um it's been it's been an honor playing with them and excited about what we're doing so very
0: cool yeah how about uh ryan man that was an honor
10: The honor is all yours, Harry. (laughs) Um, I came to L.A. after uh, music school, and um, what am I supposed
5: to say? That's good.
0: <laughs> so there you go. One the group, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> How did a uh, uh, I know I understand it? All, all of you've played with you know played in a, of, a variety of different things and played with some uh, pretty well-known musicians. Uh, uh, tell us a little bit about some of those experiences.
5: Um, well, right now our, our drummer is the sort of the he's the guy who's got the big gig right now. He's playing with um, Dweezil Zappa mm-hmm. uh, and. uh well, I know who that like most is. Most people know who that yeah, is. <laughs> he he was not in Radiohead. Um, sorry. Uh, <laughs> that was it. Who else? Ryan was in a band called Globus for a while, which had some international attention. I still am. still. Oh, you are. When's the last time you guys played a show? They're on a hiatus, but Ryan is the singer of Globus. Uh, Harry plays with Dizzy Reed of Guns N' Roses. Uh, plays bass Dweezil with him. Dweezil
8: Zappa is actually was in the movie Running Man too. I don't
5: know Dweez- and Dweezil Zappa was in the movie Running Man. Yes, which has
8: nothing to do with this interview. Right? I liked that movie.
5: Um, <laughs> Ryan Brown was not. Man, in, oh, yes. Yes, yes, and uh, who was who was. Uh, who was the who was like the side, his second, uh, who was the other main guy in it that like escaped Brad, with know. him? Anybody know? Uh,
2: I had another wrestler.
5: Like, yeah. Jesse
8: Ventura was in it. Right. No, was he? Other guy that. Jesse Ventura was in it. Randy Rowdy Piper? Yeah, that's the
10: one. Rowdy Piper? Rowdy Piper, I think. I was made, I made that up. I just no, guessed I guess that. that. <laughs> well,
5: Rowdy Piper was in They Live. Are we getting off topic? That's why they're so
2: interesting.
5: I think uh, Well pre- and Predator is when how many how many cal- how many governors did you have in that movie?
8: Carl Withers should have been governor.
5: Two two, two plus uh, there should have been, yeah. Carl to Weathers to should have been weathers or withers? We- weathers. Weathers, I'm sorry. But it, anyway, sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, how did uh, how did the uh, Black Belt karate come about?
5: Um, that is a good question. Uh, here
11: you go. Really?
0: Okay.
5: <laughs> Before the dawn of humans. Um, well, um, well,
8: you guys let me know if I get this wrong since I came to the band late. But, um, Ryan and Jason uh, were, were in a different project uh, but, you know, a couple years ago. I don't exactly know when you guys started doing that. but yeah, Many moons. Many moons. And um, things kind of were left, from what I can tell, unresolved from that band. Um, we hated each other. <laughs> yes, a lot of anger. Being in many rock bands myself, I can relate. Uh, so that kind of happened to then. I know that they still wanted to record some songs. So I think this band kind of started as as a as a desire to finish some songs that they wanted to finish and hadn't had a chance to do that. So um, And then our, their relationship with Ryan Brown, our drummer, goes back 10, 12 years at least, I think. He've yeah, known for a long time so I think they were at the Viper Room one night and all hanging out and started talking about this potential project and everyone was kind of on on board to give it a whirl and uh, it's funny in our our first music video for uh, the song Servant there's actually just a a bass amp in the video because there's no bass player in the band at that point Uh, we we had
5: a guy we had a guy for the shoot and he didn't show up that day I didn't know that. Yeah, he was, but the guy who played, the uh, – yeah, he he just didn't show up. So that's so, the
8: guy that played our first show with
5: us. Yeah, he, we played. We actually technically, yeah, we actually played. We. So I'm not the first bass player in the band. Well, <laughs> you, no. technically, no, you are because we we were <laughs> called something else back Matt then. Elzey, right? Yeah, Matt Elzy. Um, hi, Matt. Ah, uh, my nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> um, Matt was a good-looking guy
10: too.
5: He looked good. Yeah. yeah I'm he moved to Portland, or Seattle. What a loser. And, uh, <laughs> Matt's a good guy, but I wanted to murder him for about a year and a half after <laughs> that. That's awesome. We've, yeah, He's he didn't, show, didn't up. show up. He well, he tried. Him. He technically... He had other things going Wow, on. this is bad. It's <laughs> a lot of burning fight. <laughs> sorry, Matt. Anyway, he, uh, he, uh, he had to fly in for the show, and apparently there was a problem with the flight, and he wasn't able to make it. Yeah. So, um... But I was freaking out because it was the first like video we. I don't know. It was just anyway. It well, turned it was out all right.
8: technically, that point, Ryan wasn't in the band at that point either.
5: Yeah, and the drummer is also a different drummer who's a, a friend of ours. Um, anyway, it's a lot probably more than anybody <laughs> needs to know. But if you look closely at the servant video, you will notice there is no bass player. Um, it was clever editing, and it somehow actually worked.
0: That's as long as it works,
5: right? It it yeah. It, it worked really well. Actually, it was surprising.
0: Um, when it comes to, uh, when it comes to the, the you're all accomplished musicians. Uh, does every, everybody bring their own, <laughs> everybody bring their own project to the band or does somebody do most of the writing and somebody do most of the lyrics or most of the music or is it all a collaborative effort?
5: Um, well, everybody in this band actually has their own projects going on, mm-hmm. um, except for me. So I, 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 yeah, I guess, I guess I really try and get out everything I can with this band, but um. No, we, yeah, we, we work together. I mean, there's varying degrees of things. Ryan and I tend to demo out the material Mm -hmm. and then we bring it to Harry and Ryan and then, you know, or sometimes it comes to, you know, these guys in different stages. Um, Sometimes it's a rough idea that, but at some point it, it, Ryan and I take it back and mess around with the arrangement and then bring it back and then people either like it or it gets rejected and, rearranged again we got one song right now that we're working on a new one that i thought i had a great arrangement we went and played it and then our drummer pointed out that there's like only one verse or something like
7: that like, what the hell are you
5: doing i'm like i don't know i thought it might sound cool it defies all pop rock song structures so it, Just decimals, it, see if yeah, yeah exactly and, and the, <laughs> that's that's the problem with playing with accomplished musicians um, all the lyrics are, uh, Ryan, here, definitely.
8: I'd say that these two are the brain trust, uh, but but there's a lot of freedom within the band to kind of put our own stamp on it, and I think everyone is allowed to do that. I mean, the demos that we typically receive from Jason tend to sound way different than, you know, when we're done recording a song, which we do ourselves, and Jason's the main engineer and, and uh, mixer for that. I mean, it sounds way different than than they do initially, so I feel there's a lot of freedom within the band. In that regard, but um, and some a couple songs have come out of just jams. That we've
5: done. Harry just earned his per diem for the day.
8: <laughs> <laughs> fix my today, so I'm not gonna. I'm Thank th- you. Th- that's true. Being extra nice to you. Right <laughs> you are. Actually. What is what yeah.
0: is that like when you, uh, you know, as he says, sometimes you bring something to to, to the group and you are trying to work on it, and it's it sounds like it's completely different than what you started off with. Uh, you know, a lot of times people, are, you know, when they create something, they really Tied to it, and doesn't want, don't want it messed with and fluffed with. Uh, well, there's
5: uh, no, there, there have been a few times when it's been like that, and and in the situations where it's like that.
0: They say go make another bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, tell you to go s- screw yourself.
5: Um, no, I mean I try and be like, if there has been a, si- a situation like that, you know, like we have one song, for example, this song called Mechanical Man that we released already and uh, as a single earlier this year. And just the, the arrangement of it is very technically, there's, it, it switches meters like 20, over 20 times in the song, and it's very sort of progressive, and, and, and uh, there kind of really isn't any other way to do it than the way it is. And, but everybody recognized that really soon, and, and, um, and so it worked fine, you know. Um, I think one thing that's great, it's, it's really hard to find great players that can play with a great ego and have a good sense of humor, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but but our <laughs> <laughs> singer's having a meltdown. Um, anyway, there is there is nothing important in that statement. <laughs> no, I, but I
8: wanted to add something that I think <laughs> has
5: nothing to do with. We should explain what's going on. Our our publicist Nicole is off camera here, and she's making funny faces at us. She's so nice. <laughs> I wish she do was up. Did
0: we offer you a drink? Oh, yeah. Okay.
5: She needs to get all of our rehearsals and help
8: us just be in better moods. That'd be great. (laughs) Um, But no, I mean, when I joined the band, I I don't know. I, I told Jason, it's good for me that I do have my own project going on and I do play with other people because if this was my only band, I would probably fight him on everything. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a context from which that was kind of put in place from the, from the the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then within that, there's a lot of freedom, but like there's a specific sound we tuned down. You know, three half steps on all the songs, most of the songs. Uh, so it's kind of a guttural, low sound, which I, I would, I would probably wouldn't have had that idea to do that. So nobody there's would. It's a terrible nobody idea. would. <laughs> but it's, it's unique. It's unique.
2: <laughs> well, I'm defending his sound. Uh, I don't even know why we do that. <laughs> I don't, I, I, well, that's what
8: I said when I, uh, I was like, Why in God's name? <laughs> But uh, it, it, it's our sound. It's our <laughs> sound. It's, it, it's cool. It's cool. Um But no, like people, you know, it's it's it. I think every artistic thing, and I'm sure you guys know this from all the the people that you've interviewed. Like everything needs to, it needs to have a chance to breathe and, and be what it is. Right. So instead of trying to force something or force every idea into the melting pot, it needs to. The band should be it. And some, you know, some things aren't meant to be played by that group of people. So, yeah, I think it's 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 healthy in that regard.
5: I mean, I, th- I, I guess the only thing I'd add to that is. I try and have a pretty good bullshit filter, you know, so, like, hopefully the good ideas... Or the, still
0: the, made the, into the, bad. the Hopefully
5: the bad <laughs> ideas don't actually get that far. Or sometimes, like, I remember I played Ryan at this... I had this cool funky keyboard thing. Um was not the separate ways tone. Um, and I played it for Ryan, and I was like, oh, this is really cool my I play Ryan. He's like, what is this crap? <laughs> and so that... You guys haven't heard that one. Um, but, yeah, so...
0: I was listening to. uh a video. Transformer. Yes. And Ryan, you, you sing leads, right? And in, uh, uh, the, in your low register, they might even tell you you, uh, you sound a lot like Marilyn Manson. No,
5: That's amazing. I've never heard that. Yeah,
0: at the, ve- at the very beginning of that song, um, I, I I got a lot of that out of it. What part?
5: You're gonna say he looks like Marilyn. <laughs> 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 we're gonna take quick, we're
0: gonna take a quick break and play one of your songs. Uh, you guys got a, a request uh, or are they just
5: uh, you all just play that one, okay. I guess. Since uh, or wait, oh, you have the CD. Was that? Yeah. Yeah. Why well, you play a "Servant"? Servant. That song with no bass. You player can. in the
0: video. You listen to the Souther on the Talk Story Radio Network. <laughs> we're here with Black Belt Karate. This is Servant, and we'll be back after this.
6: Yes, Mom. I wanted to talk to you about something and Oh, wait, hold on. I just got a text. Oh, wait, Mom, I just got a message. So many comments on my comment. Hey guys, check out my new wait. video game, Mom. What? Huh? Pew, pew. You say?
10: This huh? weekend, Unplug. Getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family. To find the forest
1: nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the
2: I Council.
9: Talk
6: Story Radio. Hi, y'all. We're the Black Whiskey Union. My name's Britt.
4: I'm Jim.
11: Wessie.
6: And you're listening to Swoop's World. It's one of our favorite radio stations. So
3: keep
1: listening, y'all.
11: Swoopy.
0: Here, actually, we've got a couple things going on. There. We're celebrating five years on the air. Hey, hey yeah, on. Yeah, yesterday was five years, and uh, it, always catches me by surprise. it catches me by surprise, too, actually. And uh, we have the Black Belt Karate in, st- in the studio with us, and we just listen to Servant. And uh, I think uh, Ryan was going to talk for, for <laughs> a little bit. We, <laughs> we <laughs> haven't heard much got from Ryan.
10: I got an iPhone. Uh he did, the other day. We I finally have a. I finally have a phone that is not as. I had like a seven-year-old phone. <laughs> the phone? No, it was like the first version of the. <laughs> 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 but I'm very excited by it. It's very exciting <laughs> for <laughs> me. It's <good>. oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, okay. Let's talk about that. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, we never talk politics.
5: <laughs>
0: but have at it, man. Have at it. <laughs> um,
10: I was, I was just thinking about something. Do you guys have a lot of sewage down here because you're south of us?
0: Well, it runs right through there here, man. Yeah. Not any more than anywhere else. Oh, okay. That's what you were thinking. about. That was the great. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, t- <laughs> t- <laughs> t- take that mic away from. It. <laughs> <There you go. laughs>
7: I've been
5: instructed by our publicist to remind the audience of the fact that um, uh, we we neglected to mention a few things, which one of which is that our singer is a very successful film and TV composer.
0: I think that's what I was trying to get at when I said I think Ryan had a few things to say. Well, no, he's. <laughs> <yeah>. uh, <laughs> I also
5: perform in a band called Owl with uh, my friend Chris uh, and my, and Dan. Uh, Chris plays in the Cult and plays with Ace Freely. and Dan used to be in a band called. Um, How was the name of that band? The Clay People, and uh, we have a we have a band that's uh, usually plays out in New York, sometimes on the w- on the West Coast. But um, we have a new record coming out next year. And, um, uh, it's called the, uh, the record is going to be called things you can't see. And, um, the band, oh. The, ban- oh, the band is called owl. Yeah. No, owl. And somebody is walking into our
0: frame. T-bone.
5: And we're oh, getting, we're getting to Harry in a moment, but we're saving that for last <laughs> because it's very momentous and he's been working out for a long time. So <laughs> here you go. Oh,
11: that, I thought you're going to,
8: you going gonna to make me talk about it. I was going to pull a Ryan and just sit oh, there. Go. Um, Hey, how's it going? Um, no, I have a project that I've been <laughs> that I've been working on. It's a little bit different. It's more of a um, kind of like a, a funk rock disco pop thing. Which I've always been in rock bands. That's what I've what I've always done, and just trying to branch out. And uh, I think for me, you know, Black Belt Karate is is the rock band uh, that I. It's like the perfect rock component of my of my musical life, and I wanted to do something a little bit different. So it's going to be very video based and comedic vid- video. Uh, driven and um, just trying and get DJs to spin these slightly humorous songs about random topics mm-hmm. like got a song about the golden child, the movie. going to have another <laughs> song about the uh, the garbage patch in the South Pacific that just keeps growing day by day. Um
5: yeah That's so what's it's the name of that tune. That one? Yeah,
8: garbage, garbage Island.
5: Uh-huh.
8: Which I'm gonna move to and retire to. That's the plan. <laughs> what about
5: party time? You wanna talk about that one?
8: No, I do not yeah. want to talk about that yeah that that, that title's still uh, up in the oh. air but um. Each
5: possible controversial. Issue.
8: But I raised 11 grand on Indiegogo and, and funding the album myself and and doing that. But like I said, it's a great counter to to what I'm doing here. And the project's called Harry and the album's called Muffs. Harry Muffs. Nice. Get it. It's hot.
0: What did you think of uh, uh, about the uh, the crowdfunding? Uh, was it was it what you expected?
8: Um, it was crazy. I, I yeah, I didn't really know what I was getting into with that. Um, I did the two month long because I knew I needed a lot of time because it was just going to be me raising the money. And I met with um, uh, somebody who helps campaigns reach their goal. I actually hired a specialist about halfway through because I realized I wasn't going to reach the amount. But um, I would never do it again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I reached. I got 11 grand. The goal was 10,000. Um, and I don't know. It's one of those things where my goal was to give people an idea of what it was going to be instead of saying, "Hey, this it's going to be great." So I, I got one song fully done. I made a funny video. I was like, "This is going to be a video." And music, yeah, I recorded it at Jason's. The video, <laughs> kind of a uh, mockumentary of those Time Life commercials for <laughs> Greatest Hits for an album that doesn't yet exist. Um, with one song. With one song. I enjoyed it very thank you, I enjoyed it thank you, you, Ryan.
0: What kind of what kind of perks did you uh, did you give?
8: Um, yeah, well, you know, there's gonna be T-shirts and CDs and all that, and then like a Venice beach day where we go and play basketball. <laughs> and <laughs> oh, am I doing that? <laughs> 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 Hold <laughs> on. The, the cat on my album cover is actually one of the cats I live with at the house. I hope I'm not giving Hobbs away. Yeah. I love Hobbs. It's like the light of my yeah, life. The Hobbs. Yeah, Hobbs. <laughs> anyway, crowdfunding, it, it's great. I, I don't know. Like, I hate begging. I hate asking. Um, but if you have something that people like and uh, if you can kind of show them a glimpse of what it is that you're creating, I think people can get on board and it can be done really well. Yeah. So yeah, it was a really good experience.
0: Nice. But you wouldn't do it again. No, <laughs> I, no. I. I'm no, I not we nice we we We've had some no, really I good experiences. So we're never doing <laughs> that shit again. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, I hate asking people for money. It's yeah. really what it comes down
8: to. I'm a crappy salesman, but I do believe in the music that I that I do. Yeah. So, um,
0: as black belt karate, what kind of uh, venues are you guys playing when you, do, when you line up your gigs and stuff?
10: <laughs> you know, Staples Center, the Forum.
5: <laughs> Yeah, that covers it.
0: Can't get the Rose Bowl yet. <laughs> um, no, we uh,
5: well we're playing actually. So it's kind of interesting a story he was telling earlier um, about how we met. Uh, we we had Ryan and I had gone to see a band called Sabrosa Pur, which is a really awesome local band um, in in LA. Friends of ours, and that was when we were watching the band, and they were just kicking ass. And 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 uh, Ryan kind of turned to me at some point. I was like, Why the hell can't we do this? You know, like yeah, and. and and then that's when Ryan, our drummer, and him were sort of standing next to each other and, and uh, or was that a different show? Anyway, <laughs> that was a different show. Anyway, the point is, <laughs> tomorrow night we're playing our last big show in L.A. of the year, and we're playing, the singer of Sabrosa Per is playing with us tomorrow night. And we specifically invited him. We're headlining the night, and we asked him to come be our special guest. And so it was kind of like a... I don't know, sort of cool, for full circle, sort of. Yeah, is that riding? a gig that's oh open yes. to the public? Uh, you want to <laughs> talk about where it's at? Yeah. <laughs> 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 we would be doing so much better. We were playing at the Satellite, which used to be called Spaceland, for the old school folks. Uh, it's in Silver Lake. Uh, the show starts at 9 o'clock, wheels on at 9. We are playing shortly after. There's another band called Hobart W. Fink playing between us and um, – uh, and it's going to be a great show. We're, we're going to do. Um, There's going
10: to be a laser light show. Laser light show.
5: God, it would be amazing if there was actual laser. I don't know about lasers, but we are actually we're we're bringing a, a full professional lighting rig with us. We're going to oh, try something. Well, no, I mean, I kidding. lasers. Well not, but oh, yeah. Wait, so yes on lasers. What do you want to see? And, th- and this is the chemistry that guides
8: <laughs> th- th- that guides the writing process. <laughs> just, I mean, this, is wh- this is why I am where I am today.
7: <laughs> um.
5: Anyway, uh, so we're playing the satellite tomorrow, and then we're playing uh, at the bottom of the hill in San Francisco next Wednesday, which is a really great club uh, there. And that's that's it for the rest of the year. Yeah,
8: I think too, like for, uh, for next year, we're gonna try and do like one. You know, maybe like one big LA area show every every couple of months, and really try and just get more out of town, and that's kind of the goal. I think a lot of LA bands tend to tend to play a lot locally, and everyone's struggling so much to to pay bills and do that that it's it's hard for them to, to get on the road. And LA is the land of a thousand distractions, so we're you know I think if you if you save it up over a two month period, you can bring yeah. a couple hundred people out to a show, and you can do that. But it's kind of hard to consistently play LA or or just the Southland. In general, so troubadours on the list for next year, and hopefully we
5: got offered to open up for Muse, but we weren't really interested. Those guys, you know, <laughs> it just wouldn't work. I'm <laughs> uh, just kidding. We would love to play with Muse.
0: When when into uh, when it comes to uh, to uh, you know you were saying that you made a point about you know every few months, and you can, you could probably draw a bigger crowd that way. Is it? Difficult to, uh, to to get the to get that momentum going for a following, and a lot of people are using a lot of social media and stuff like that. And we've had people in here saying, you know, you you can only ask your friends to show up at so many gigs, you know, um, and so you know you have to kind of branch out and, and create, you know, that following and, and, and get new people to listen. Well, that's exactly. I mean,
5: you can your friends will come out to a certain point, but you don't you don't want friends, you want fans, you know. Right. So
10: more um, random girlfriends.
5: Or ex-girlfriends. Uh, my ex-girlfriend's coming tomorrow. That'll be interesting. <laughs> haven't seen her in a while. <laughs> Hi. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, <laughs> that's I'm, that's pretty much the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> no,
8: no. Yeah, I don't know. I think I, I think it's funny um, when I've, I haven't done a lot of touring, but I've gone out with with Dizzy a, a little bit, and like, you go to these smaller places. I'm from Montana, so I'm from a very small community, um, and and you play. What we think is a normal, f- yes. A sellout. <laughs> well, we play like a normal show. Uh, and, and I think I've been in L.A. for 10 years now, and my, my, uh, my expectation of a good show is way higher, I think, than, than what the, the person in maybe Great Falls, Montana, would expect. And, like, you play in L.A., and you can play a great show, and people are like, oh, yeah, that was pretty good. Then you can do that same exact show in the middle of North Dakota, and people think that you're gods. You know, and that's kind of where I've realized I like should move to North Dakota. <laughs> no, no, we should not. We <laughs> should visit North Dakota. <laughs> you should visit North Dakota. <laughs> not One not of my movie favorite movie. shows I've ever done was in North Dakota. It was with Dizzy. It was with Dizzy Reed, and we played uh, an outdoor quonset for like ninety people, and there wasn't even bathrooms. There was porta potties, <laughs> but it kicked ass. And like everyone, we you know, we played right. "Sweet Child of Mine" and did some gun songs and did some original his some his originals, and they were so appreciative. And we hung out and drank till about four in the morning. And it was great. And I think there's, you know, most rock bands. If, if you're going to have a chance in rock music at all, you have to, you have to play live a lot, and you have to get in front of lots of people. I think in smaller communities, I think that's where the, the music still resonates. I think it's hard in L.A. There's just so much to do. I yeah. mean, how many bands are playing tonight? There's well, probably yeah. at least a thousand bands. I, I bet if you took San Bernardino County and Orange County in L.A., I mean, a ton of music at all times.
0: That's, we've, we've said the same thing. The same. I think sports teams deal with the same thing you know why do people leave uh, you know the Laker game early because they can walk away from there and head to a Dodger game I mean you know there's t- there's, there's so much going on in this area the attendance of our shows is yeah. very similar to a Laker game <laughs> <laughs> yes <Current> Laker <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to play another one from you guys uh, which, which one would you like us to uh, when you
5: play push there's a lot of drum soloing on that and that'll make our drummer happy
0: you got it you're listening the Swoop rolls on the Talk Story Radio Network we're here live with Black Belt Karate and this is one from them called Push back after this
1: Sugarland here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. Music is one of the most important things in our lives, but nothing is more important than life itself. Music lives, and so should you. Please plan ahead. Designate before you celebrate. Friends
3: don't let friends
1: drive drunk.
11: A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council.
6: Every day I wake up at five to give dad his medicine. Every day I wake up at five to give dad his medicine. At six, I make his breakfast. Every day I wake up at five to give dad his medicine. At six, I make his breakfast. At seven, I shower. Every day I wake for up
11: For those
0: five. caring for a loved one, we hear you. That's why AARP created a community to help us better care for ourselves and the ones we love. Visit aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council.
6: The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors.
4: Hi, my name is Brent Michelle. I'm a singer-songwriter based in Los Angeles. Why don't you sit back, grab a cold beer, and listen in? Because you're listening to Swoops World.
1: The world spins before my eyes left
0: behind and so I hide <laughs> under my skin. Happens, you know. Welcome I back to Souls World Radio Network and we're here with Black Belt Karate. And <laughs> Hello <laughs> You guys uh, you guys seem to have a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs>
5: it's, it's the beer. <laughs> it's, well, wait, who's your beer sponsorship, real
0: quick? Uh, com. That's
5: a great place. That's where we got all this beer. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> yummy. Mmm. It's all that's, good. That's like Billy D. Williams. Mm. Co- <laughs> Colt 45. <laughs> Does it every time. <laughs> Love Billy D. Carl call, call, call Lef- Yeah. Carl Carl Weathers, Weathers did not do beer commercials.
8: I'm just going to stop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Next question, please. Uh, two more gigs this year. Yes, sir. And uh, in, in, uh, one's here in L.A., in Silver Lake, and the other one's in San Francisco, right? Um, and you talked about, we were just talking about before we went to break, about, you know, time getting out and spreading out and uh, playing different places. Are you guys planning, like, a tour anytime soon?
8: Great question. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, I, I will I will pass it off in a bit. Uh, we have some ideas of what we want to do. Um, I, I believe, according to Jason, unless it's all lies, uh, that uh, <laughs> I think we're getting some radio play back east and <laughs> some various college markets. So the plan is to go to go back there. Hopefully, it's got to be you know winter springtime and, and try and book a little one or two week tour around that. So that's that's one of the goals. Um, We'll see. I mean, we might need a new vocalist by that time. (laughs) Uh, I'm a pretty good singer myself. I'm sure I can handle it. (laughs) Um, And then we're going to also try... try I like your style, man. I've always liked three pieces, I'll be honest. Cream Rush, the list goes on. (laughs) Anyway, um, and then... I don't know if it's
0: gonna help, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> the mic is really gonna help. This is gonna be like that other band. <laughs> Remember that band we had? Was, uh "So, uh, band, what's, like what's break, next break for you guys?" They said, "This is it. We're, we're after today. We're we got a, we a gig this week, yeah. and we're done." <laughs> <laughs>
2: Six piece, yeah, they were good. They were six piece, and so they had they had like keyboards and the whole drum set. Wait, they were serious? Oh yeah, and they were they were like, this is it. this is our last thing. And we they were booked for a show that they couldn't get out of, so they were, they were <laughs> coming to our show on like Wednesday, on Friday or Saturday. They were going to. There was some tension. There was some a lot definitely of some awkward tension. I
7: think uh, one, of the that <laughs> <interview>, <laughs> one of the things. Okay.
8: <laughs> well, it's funny about bands, though. I've had this. Co- I've been in probably about fifteen bands in my life, and it's funny how every band quits. Like even the big, you know, like every it's bands like one of the most probably unnatural, least healthy situations that humans have ever <laughs> devised. If you think about it, like a marriage, the idea is you know you're there to support each other till death do you part. Bands will they go until they break up, right? Un- unless there's not enough unless there's enough money to keep people <laughs> together. I mean
2: it really yeah i, I mean, mean it's they pretty tend to break, break up and come back together somewhere yeah down, right? and you're mixing Let's emotion your and cool. <laughs> passion
8: with
5: with life choices and so money so basically we're not rich enough to break up yet
8: <laughs> no but i just think i think the whole concept of or putting or stay together perhaps yeah just having a band is really funny to me the whole thing is really it's 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 not very natural i would say having like four or five people together in that context
5: Oh, I'm supposed to follow with that now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to talk over. here. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna last forever now. Um, What was the question?
7: Fuck <laughs> <laughs> so Back to uh, what's
5: your favorite Arno Arnold Schwarzenegger movie?
0: Uh, uh, Terminator. One or two. Yeah. The first one. What about you, Ryan?
10: Daddy camp or something? I don't know. I don't know. Daddy that. camp. Do you mean the one where he's pregnant? Actually, I like the Quantum Quantum Leap. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger
7: was not in Talk about total recall. Total, total Repo. recall. I <laughs> love
5: total recall. That's actually that's a good one. I think if I had to pick, I mean Terminator Two. Well, Terminator Two was insane. I remember when that came out. But Dude, Commando, come on. Hey, <laughs> Commando <laughs> was good. Commando, <laughs> Commando's <laughs> a little rough, votes man. It's, <laughs> <Inter-Garden> it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, no <laughs> votes for Kinder <Inter-Garden laughs> <Inter-Garden> Cop. <laughs> <laughs> that's a <good> what's <laughs> the What's the pregnant <laughs> one? Is that twin? No, that wasn't twins. Was
0: <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't remember which. That was, was, was that twins?
5: He's, he's pregnant and twins?
0: No, I don't think he's. Uh, I, I, don't think think it's it's it. I don't think that's twins, is it? Junior?
5: junior. junior. It's called Junior. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> 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 What's Commando's the one where he drops a guy off the cliff and uh, Radon Chung asks what Matrix. happened
8: to He said how you were going to kill me last? Yeah. <laughs>
0: I lied. I lied. <laughs>
8: <laughs>
5: Wait, do your, do, your, do, your, do your angry Arnold yelling. Impression. It's not a tuner. I mean, it is. <laughs>
7: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry. Now we're going to get sued. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're okay. <laughs> Standard <out or laughs>
0: <dash. laughs> Um Yeah. Time flies. So We've got like seven more minutes. So, uh, please, God. Before I forget, it, it, for people who want to find out where your music's at or how to get a hold of you, book you for a gig, or where you're going to be playing. How do they do that?
5: Well, the best place to find the band, period, is just go to iTunes and type in Black Belt Karate. Um, all our, we got
10: swipe your credit card.
5: Swipe that, yeah, and then swipe your neighbor's credit card. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we've got the first this first album of the songs we've been playing tonight are all on there. We, bunch, we released a bunch of singles, um, including an Oingo Boingo cover, actually, that turned out surprisingly well. Um, we have a website which is com, and then there's a Twitter bbk underscore official. We have an Instagram bbk underscore official. We have a b- what a blog my publicist is saying. I, have, <laughs> I haven't done that in a while but
8: <laughs> Spa, Pandora Spotify always when you Google black belt karate put band as well black belt karate band
5: and things like things, things pop up. up and we do have some funny Christmas videos that we've done yeah as well
0: you like, uh, when it comes to, uh, you know, we making, making the music and everything, then the videos is a whole different aspect. Do you enjoy making videos as much as you enjoy, uh, creating the, the songs? I don't
5: enjoy paying for them, but, um, yeah, no, making videos is awesome, actually. You, you get a lot, I mean, well, we've been very lucky. We have, uh, Tyler Jackson is a, is a friend of ours who has been, done all our videos up to this point, um, and, uh. He's one of those guys who somehow just gets a. He's able to surround himself with really good people, and a lot of people are willing to give a lot, you know, sometimes for free or very little, just because you know he's a good guy and they know he's going to do a good job. And um, doing videos is amazing. You got like all these people running around. Everyone's everything's taken care of. People tell you where to stand and what to do. It's awesome. (laughs) It's, 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 It's been a big
8: part of the band. I mean, we've done five or six, vid- you know, music videos, I feel, and we've done a couple sketch comedy videos, it's, it's one of the strengths of the band, I think, is, you
5: know. Yeah, I mean, I think, I personally, I mean, I don't want to speak for everybody here, but I, I, I love making Somebody videos. Somebody needs to speak for Ryan, so just. Do you like making the, the videos? <laughs> I, like, I like, the videos. <laughs> he said he likes the videos. <laughs> <laughs> he likes the videos. I, d- uh, I think they don't make any sense, but. Yeah, we're not, <laughs> we're not sure what any of them are about, but. No, it's, it's just, it's great, you, you know, you get, because normally when you're in a band and you're doing everything yourself, I mean you're doing everything yourself, you you have to manage everything day to day, and to have, to the rare occasions when you can hire somebody to, all right, you're the boss, go, just tell us where to be and when, and, and we'll do it, you know, and and then everybody's, I don't know, film is interesting, because it's, uh, there's so many people, and they're all, like, everybody's very respectful of the process in the film world. You know, they all follow the director, and they there's this hierarchy Yeah, that's oh really it's cool. Like, it's like a band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a band, but the, but the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes, the videos are killer, and we'll definitely have more. Uh, I think Harry's going to be the star of our next video. I don't know if I told you that or not, but I don't know. I think this is there's, some, there's some ideas.
10: Hey, uh, cool. why is there so much storage space in this garage? What goes on in here?
2: The guy. I just moved in here oh. two months ago. The guy before me collected cars, and oh. uh, that's where, you, like, he collected parts and stuff, and then bring in a car and build it from the ground up. There is oh wow. definitely
5: more drawers and in this back wall than there are in my entire that's home. Why he did it? So. <laughs> it's awesome. I just a full of
0: boxes. <laughs> 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 well, we're gonna uh, we're gonna wrap things up. We're gonna play one more from you guys. Uh, which one should we play?
5: Uh, our bass players requested building walls
0: building walls, you got it. We want to thank uh, Black Belt for Karate for joining us tonight.
5: Thank you for having
0: and, uh, us. And good luck with uh, everything going on and, uh, and you give the location of the uh, the the, nec- the next gig in Silver Lake.
8: Yeah, at the satellite tomorrow night, 10.30 uh, and uh, we'll be
0: loc- 9 o'clock. Nine
8: Nine. Feed it for Will. We're on at eight. We're on at six o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: we're going straight there from here. <laughs> Beat traffic like we did tonight. Okay, uh, line up now like it's Black Friday. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Hey, we, I just want to thank you guys for for having us on. Oh, uh, Sincere- our pleasure. Sincerely, man. Thank, thank you, it. thank you for coming and, uh, and and yeah, cool stuff, man. So keep it up. We, uh, we're enjoying it so. Uh, you're welcome to hang out with us for a beer tasting uh, segment next, and uh, oh hang out as long pleasure. as you want. It's uh, it's all up to you. If you listen to Swoop to on the Talkstar Radio Network. This is Building Walls. We want to thank Black Belt Karate. We'll be back what? after this.
6: Go with your children. We say the Pledge of Allegiance together. I'm one out of every four children in America, and I'm struggling with hunger. I'm lucky to grow up or I could be whatever I want. I want to grow up and be someone who doesn't go to bed hungry. Please visit feedingamerica.org today and find your local food bank. Every dollar you donate helps provide seven meals for kids like me. Together, we're Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council.
0: It's time for Brewskis, our beer tasting segment right here at Swoops Row Late Night, sponsored by DrinksWineSpirits.com. So grab yourself a glass, pour yourself a brew, and join us right now for Brewskis, sponsored by DrinksWineSpirits.com.
7: There we go.
2: All right. Well, happy Wednesday. Welcome to the most important part of the show, the the beer drinking part. Tonight we are drinking one from Mammoth Brewing Company, and it's their Epic IPA. Here's what they have to say about it. Hopped at two pounds per barrel, our IPA unites a strong malt flavor with a wonderfully intense aromatic finish. A favorite among the staff and and the staff at the brewery, so make sure you can get your hands on it before they do. Six and a half percent alcohol, IBUs of 50, which is kind of the low end for us. Uh, and they're saying uh, hops that they're using are Millennium and Amarillo.
5: For the uninitiated, what the hell is an IBU? Uh,
2: International, International bittering. Bittering. bittering Units. So it's a measurement of how much uh, alpha acid, which is the bittering. Yeah. In, uh, so like, like something like a, a pale ale would be 20, 30, Kay. somewhere in there. Really intense IPAs, or maybe yeah. as high as 110, yeah, 90, 80. So 50 for an IPA is actually a little bit on the low it's end. Kind of a mellow
5: IPA then, yeah.
2: Could be. Could be. The so factors, they say. The Measurements don't always necessarily correspond directly to how much bittering because of a whole bunch of variables, yeast and water and all that. So so there you have it. We're going to all taste. We our, our guests have stayed with us. So uh, as usual, you guys are going to go – we're all gonna drink. This is Nicole, our publicist. She's cheap, on, uh, camera yeah. no, yeah. on camera
5: now.
0: Tell us what you think. Salute. 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 Cheers. Cheers. Okay. Cheers. All right. The way we do this is uh, oh. we're going around and we're going to ask everybody their honest opinion. <coughs> Tell us your honest opinion of it. After we do get all that in, we'll come back and give it a number. We'll rate it from 1 to 10, 10 being best. Yeah, we always start with ladies first, so uh, give us your thoughts, Nicole.
8: Well, I actually love IPAs, and this one is very light, um, so you don't get that, like, hard bitter that people don't like. Um, it's smooth, and I actually really enjoy it. Nice. I recommend it.
7: <laughs>
8: I was going to say light and smooth. Seriously, those are my two words. So, very apt description. This is awesome. I'm not just saying that.
5: All right, I actually hate IPAs typically. Um this one is definitely like I'm not one to s- sniff a beer before I drink it, but I happen to, by accident, it's very fruity. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is uh, I think this is a kind of drink that's good by itself. I don't think this is something that would be good with f- like food, or if it was, you'd have to sort of figure out what you're going to share it with because it's got that fragrant sort of fruity thing to it.
0: That's that's that's, that's m- so. <laughs> that's
5: that's my thoughts.
2: Peter. Uh, I liking this. This is on the light side uh, as far as hops goes for us, uh, for, for me personally. Uh, got a nice green uh, hoppy flavor that I like, and I think it's very well balanced. A lot of times when they go with the lighter hops, sometimes it gets too sweet. I, I don't, I don't find this. I, I'm really enjoying it. Very, very well made beer, I, th- I think. Keep on.
12: Yeah, it's uh, it's not one of those super danky IPAs. Like <laughs> when we've got danky. That's <laughs> the word we're looking for. <laughs> I like it. It's a little piney, but not uh, not just like super resiny. So I like it though. I, I, I love every trip I take to the brewery.
0: I had a feeling that you would recognize this one on a, when it showed up. Uh, I like it a lot, and uh, to me, uh, it, it fits right in with uh, our annual camping trip. I, I mm. see this uh, sitting on there, looking at the ocean, uh, fitting in real well. It's, uh, it's, it's like you said; it's nice and smooth, well made. It's not as uh, hoppy as some of the IPs that we're used to, but uh, I think it's a, it's a really good-tasty beer. As a matter of fact, uh, ready for a refill. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being best, Nicole?
8: Oh, I didn't think about the scale. Um, I actually, I mean, I really liked it. I would say I would give it a an 8. I'd give it probably, especially an 8 for, like, those who don't really like IPAs. Like, you should drink this one. It'll be, like, the helping uh steps to
0: get <laughs> <laughs> a good idea. <laughs> you, 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 you're the, all right.
8: I have no individual thought.
0: Eight.
5: <laughs> <laughs> uh I feel like an idiot expressing any opinion after everything he just said, um because he actually knows what he's talking about. But uh for those who like pale ales, I don't, but for those who like it I would say eight. Yeah. Uh I,
2: I'm liking this and uh not going to rank as one of my favorite IPAs because I do prefer the hoppyer ones, but uh, it's a well-made brew. Uh, I'm going to go with a seven and a half.
0: T Bone. <coughs> I can make it easy on
13: myself.
12: <laughs> <laughs> You're still a wild card, but no, uh, it's a solid, solid seven for
0: me. Yeah, and uh, I'm sitting at seven and a half.
5: Seven and a half is the winner, I think.
0: Winner, anybody want to change l-
5: their vote? and Definitely cipher over here.
7: Give it a 13. I mean, the thing is, if you go to the calculator, go for it, brother.
0: Seven point the devil. Peter, what are we eating with this?
2: This is a brew that is—it's is, first of all, I think it's light enough, you could drink this whole. That's one of the knocks on IPAs is that at some point, you know you just, your mouth starts to pucker and it's just too much. Uh, but this one is is a standalone. It could definitely do it. Uh, that being said, this is a beer that could, uh, it's going to need some some flavor to go with it, but it, it's, uh, you know, you, you go right alongside your, your hamburger on the grill. Uh, if you did like a really sharply seasoned, say Caesar, um, something like that would be great. Anything with like, Lots of flavor, yeah. but not, you know, too much. Not gonna, it's gonna wash out all your, uh, it's gonna wash out all your salads or anything like that. Except for, like I said, that's something like a Caesar. Pasta is probably not. So think uh, meats and uh, shrimp on the barbie. Something with lots of zing. This is and gonna cut through it. What kind of Caesar was that again? What kind of Caesar? A sharply <laughs> You know, like some people leave out like all the good stuff, like the garlic, I and just anchovies. Like, uh, <laughs> sharply seasoned <laughs> Sharply seasoned season. Oh, Caesar. Oh, gosh. There you have it. Another edition of Bruce Case, sponsored by LinksWiseFirst.com.
0: Calling in, we had a chance to talk to him. We once again want to thank Black Belt Karate for coming in and, and hanging with us. And, and thank you for a the beer, couple beers with us. And uh, good stuff, man. Check them out at blackbeltkarateband.com. Is that right?
5: It's it's BBK official. Yeah, it's so we couldn't get Black Belt Karate. It's yeah. taken by somebody who would kick our ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, BBKofficial.com.
0: official.com. So check them out there and find out what they're going up to. If you're in the Silver Lake area tomorrow night, go check them out. This is Steve Delamater, Little Miss Monkey Feet. Back after this.
4: Alright. Alright, let's see what we Sound called Little Miss Monkey Feet. Hey, Little Miss Monkey Feet. Walking with your top hat down the street. Overall, overall. Over. Just doing a jig Out when the moon's so stupid Big just to dance with you Would be quite a treat Watch the princess bread, so much fun.
6: With your children, we say the Pledge of Allegiance together. I'm one out of every four children in America, and I'm struggling with hunger. I'm lucky to grow up, or I could be whatever I want. I want to grow up and be someone who doesn't go to bed hungry. Please visit feedingamerica.org today and find your local food bank. Every dollar you donate helps provide seven meals for kids like me. Together, we're feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council.
11: Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Let TalkStream Live transform the way you listen to radio. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store.
1: You're listening to the Talk Story Radio Network.
3: This is Parker Ainsworth. You're listening to Swoop's World, where things are awesome all the time. Remember that.
13: Thanks. Nice.
3: Your mama driving. Don't know
0: why she's crying out again. Trees to and by. The welcome back to Swiss Roll and Talk Radio Network. Well, thank you for uh, I don't think that's it. Hey. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we want to thank Black Belt Karate for joining us. And uh, like I said, check them out. And uh, you know, a couple of good guys. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, um, Audible.com.
2: Audible.com. Uh, if you were to go to the Swoops World homepage and click on the link, audible.com, it will take you to audibletrial.com forward slash soups World. Where you could then get your free book. Your first free your first book is free. Your first free uh, first book is free download. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, You can check it out. There's uh, something like 250,000 titles. Lots and lots of great talent, um, and there's something for everyone. And you know, when would you do this? We've talked about this. You know, traveling uh, on the the, Swoops been taking spinning classes. You can do that in the spinning classes. uh, You know, and the car trips, drawing out your kids, all sorts of good times (laughs) to uh, to to listen to a book. Uh, Swoops, what what are you up to now? What are you reading now? Listening to that, <laughs> Jack Reacher.
0: Another Jack Reacher, <laughs> <right? laughs> man. How many wall, are right? those? There's uh, 19 of them. Oh there. my goodness! I've knocked out like 15 of them. So, <laughs> and <laughs> the light is there at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: there's uh, like I said, lots of great titles, lots of great talent. Reading some of these titles, uh, and of course, if you do that, uh, if you go through and, and sign up, uh, World will earn a few pennies along the way, and you'll help support the show. Check it out.
0: Absolutely, uh, DraftKings, man.
12: All righty. DraftKings is your only stop for fantasy sports one week at a time. If you go to swoopsworld.com slash DraftKings, you get a free entry into a big money giveaway. Here's the important thing, though. You all know that you're in the consolation bracket in your fantasy league right now because you drafted like crap. Because your computer was messing up in the middle of it or the baby was crying or whatever. You screwed up your draft. With DraftKings.com, you get a do-over every week, man, as long as you want, all season long. They've got stuff special for the playoffs coming up here. Have fun with it. And like I said, you go to swoopsworld.com slash DraftKings or click on that DraftKings banner on the right side of the page right now, and you get a free entry into a 20 bajillion (laughs) units of currency giveaway. Uh, Check it out. It's fun, especially if your fantasy season is already shot. Find out what it's like to finish up on a good note for a change. You guys can tell how my fantasy season went this
0: year. (laughs) For all your fitness needs, uh, go see our good friend Jack Nunn over at RowWorks, R-O-W-O-R-X.com. Indoor rowing, boot camp, personal training, and much, much more. Located here in Long Beach at 5750 Boathouse Lane. Give them a call at 562-688-1716. Let them know that swoops World sent you. Your first week is free. And one more for you. The good friends of the show uh, are having <coughs> an event uh, over at the California Dance Academy and Dance Ensembles. Presents the Nutcracker. It started December 6th, but it runs through the 14th. So uh, Saturdays at 2 and 7, Sundays at 2. It's located at the Madrid Theater at 21622 Sherman Lake Canoga Park. Give him a call at 818-347-9419 or look him up at www.culturela.org forward slash Madrid Theater. Uh, it is time to give AD a call, so uh, we're going get to get this rolling and see what he's got to talk about today. He's always got uh, plenty of things he wants to chat about. Shout out to those listening on all the different phone apps in the different ways and uh, our good friend uh, Stacy's listening up. They're in NorCal and uh, we're going to give Adia a call and see what's up. back to the show, Anthony Davis. Yes. We want to talk uh we want to talk to the five-time national champion, two sport, five-time all-American from USC in football and baseball. NFL, CFL, USFL and World Football League. How you doing, man?
9: Doing fine. How are you tonight?
0: Doing great, man. Doing great. And uh we uh <clears throat> we always uh, enjoy our chance to chat with you cuz there's so much to talk about and uh, we're gonna pick up right where you and I left off last week. Let's talk about this uh, this playoff, this NCAA playoff bracket.
9: Uh, well, first of all, you know how I feel, but I think it's a joke. I think it's unfair and it's unethical because it's not, it, it, it's not, it's not. You, how can you be TCU, be the fourth-placed team, and go to four to, four, to six?
0: They were uh, somehow they were number three last week before they played. Uh, everybody, everybody in the top six won, and uh, they fell from three to six.
9: Unbelievable! You see, it, it, you see, I believe you got to have to have a full fledged playoff, and you're, you know they're already using the Rose Bowl in with the with with the playoffs. You need a full fledged playoff system, full fledged. Do you think, I don't care what anybody
0: says. You have to have that. Do you think the, the matchups? Uh, it was interesting because uh, Florida came in uh, started the uh, started the day at number four, TCU at number three. Um, when they uh, on Sunday when they when they put the brackets out and, and, and the placings, they had moved Florida up to number three, which would play the uh, number two team, mm-hmm. and uh, and brought Ohio State up to number four. And, you know, being a skeptic, I, I think uh, th- what they're trying to do is create a matchup between Alabama and Florida State. Um, and that, you know, if, 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 if uh, you know, Alabama beats Ohio State and Florida beats Oregon, I think that, financially speaking, television ratings-wise, it's probably going to be a, a, a bigger draw than an Alabama-Oregon game or an Ohio State-Oregon game. Uh, what are your thoughts on that?
9: Well, I think the the four teams that they pick it's definitely for ratings. It's more interest. I see so you got and you got the East Coast, West Coast, you got the Midwest, you got the South. You got it all. You got it all in play. Isn't it ironic? You have it all in play. Those are the more watchable games, I believe. And I and I want. I believe they wanted to make sure that every the, the four major conferences were were represented. You see, because the way it's set up now, you can you can put anybody in those slots really if you want. Because, technically, in my opinion, Florida State should be number one based on the current system. They're, they're the only one undefeated. So how do you just keep them, you know, jockeying them back and forth? They never can get number one, and he never got number two.
0: And is and you can't and, and you know a lot of times you hear them say strength of schedule. But they they played a tough schedule. Uh, they played, you know, they played a lot of tough teams. They played a lot of, uh, uh, I think they played a few rated teams. Uh, they played a lot, uh, a lot of teams that were t- in the top twenty-five during the season. So y- it seems to me that, you know, being undefeated for throughout the season uh, with their schedule should should put them in the number one spot. Uh, and if you have got to go deeper than that, I mean, these, these guys have won what twenty-eight, twenty-eighth straight games or something like that. Um, something, to be, something to be said for that.
9: Well, look, look. He's their reigning national champ. And they're still undefeated. How do you keep them out of number one? I don't care if you lose by, if you win by two points or five points or forty points. No one beat, no one's beat them. as a matter of fact, they and they come back. I guess from behind from maybe five games this year. As a matter of fact, that shows a lot of character in the team, and and it shows that Jameis Winston, whatever you want to call him off the field, he finds a way to beat you within their system. I don't get that. <laughs> I don't get that. I'll never get that. And far <laughs> remember, sir, they're making they're making a mockery out of Division One football. They're making a mockery out of it.
0: What 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 do you suggest? You you you, you said you, you think they have a, should have a full fledged playoff. So, uh, um, we're talking what
9: uh, three? They, they three? need they need everybody in the Pac twelve, the South you know, the SEC, the Big Ten, the Big Twelve. The, and all the whatever the American, the, the Mountain West, every conference needs to be seeded up. Every conference, you figure it out from there. If you want to have the top twenty-five, have the top twenty-five, and and and, and stuff like that. But you, but every conference needs to be represented. Every conference, you seed them up, and you you, and they are already using the bowl, and you start playing the playoffs right away. Because so you got you already have a two-week layoff now. Because you, famous example, SC's going to the Holiday Bowl. Well, then you need to start playing the playoffs right now, in, all the way into the bowl season, and you use the bowl games it, it, as as the locations for the playoffs. You incorporate the bowls in, into the system, and then whatever comes out of those, that system, the playoff, the, the nitty gritty of the playoffs start. And I'm sure everybody listening to me tonight will totally agree with me because it's unfair. As a matter of fact, you'll travel well, and every and since it's all about the money, at the end of the day, they will make more. They will make more money doing it that way. And then you got plenty of anchor sponsors out there would love to be involved. in that. and how ironic is it? The the the, the 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 most prominent sport in college in college sports is football, and they have they have a screwed up playoff system.
7: Right.
12: Well, I mean, you, when you try to just make a new rule to fix a problem, it rarely works, you know. But. Uh college football has had a screwed up postseason compared to every other sport for you know since since its inception uh i i and i'm as dirt and i'm i dirt and they
9: should have had it when i was back there <laughs> yeah you know,
12: I, I, I don't really understand the rationale behind it other than just you know hanging on to the past which is you know generally not a good excuse uh I think that, you know, now we have ten conferences now in Division One FBS. You know, we have ten conferences down from 11 a couple of years ago. The WAC is no more. May it rest in peace. Uh, and, you know, we've got the the Power Five conferences, supposedly. You know, we've got the Big 12, the Big Ten, the Pac-12, the SEC, and the ACC. And then we've got the the group of five conferences. You know, so you got the Sun Belt and Conference USA and the American and uh, the MAC and Mac, yeah. the Mountain West, you know, so um, – I don't see a problem throwing the champion from each of those teams from each of those conferences into a bracket. Make it 12 teams, you know, make it 16, whatever, Uh, because the time is there. We've got we've got five weeks from now until the championship game happens uh, on January 12th, I believe, is when the actual championship is. So more than more than four weeks, Uh, not quite a full five, but that there is plenty of time there to, to wedge in. A 12 or 16 game, 16 team playoff, uh, and like you said, the bowl games are already there. You got all these cities that want to host a game, even if it's only got 20,000 butts in the seats, because it'll be on ESPN. I mean, the the mechanisms are already there. The delivery system is in place. There's really no reason not to, other than. Uh, to, to put some six and six team from the Mac in the Little Caesars Bowl in, New, in, du, in Detroit on January 5th, you know, which I don't think anybody really wants. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Right now we're looking at a system where we've got four spots and five supposed relevant conferences.
0: Well, you know, here's an interesting just, thing. Right, right
12: off the bat, it, the math is fucked. Well,
0: so, Tebow it, made a point here, and, 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 uh, and it kind of sparked something I've been thinking of. You know, back when back when you were playing, bowl games bowl games meant something. I mean, they're all you know there were the there were the, they were all big bowl games, and there were big games and big big teams played. We have so many bowl games now that really half of them, most people don't pay attention to. That uh, yeah, maybe what you guys are suggesting is a good thing because that would actually to me spark more interest in a lot of these bowl games if, if these are, you know, conference championships or, or two conferences planned to move on to the next, to the next, uh, you know, round of the playoffs?
9: What you need, what you need to do, you seed up the first place teams and all those conferences just met, we just talked about. Then if you got the second place teams, you seed them up in all these other crazy little bowls. That's how everybody makes money. Right. You seed them up. You you, you can fill everything up. It just, do all the second place teams, you seed them up and you put them in bowl games. And then for the third place in bowl games, you fill everything up. So everybody gets a share into the pie or the filling of the bowl system. But the elite teams, the first place teams, they go through the major bowls and then the, the, into, into the playoff, into the national championship. That's how it's got to be done. And I can tell you, you know, me being affiliated with Nike, they they endorse that stuff. They would, you know, I believe they would be, climatic. I know they would be involved. And they, and they, and they and they and they endorse a full fledged playoff system. Of course, you know they are with almost every school in the country anyway.
7: Right.
9: So you're already there. So so I'm just saying, you know, you, you, there's a, there's a formula for for, for everybody to participate. You might not be in the, in the championship run, but you get a ball game and you fill up all them little seizure bowls and. In the Wookie Wookie Bowl and whatever you want to call them, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, uh, I mean, you know, you know, I, you know, I can foresee having, you know, the, uh, I can say Marshall University versus, you know, Ohio State or Alabama. I can see that. You know, now I can see Boise State versus Texas one year. You know, I mean, you you just never and it would be so it would be so intriguing and interesting for the whole country to be able to they can participate and get a shot at the pod. Right. Like right now it's still the same as it was in BCS. It's like the BCS. It just, just you got four teams, you know, and, and all you do is you can just rank them. you can take the, you can take this system and, and, and anybody after four spots, you can bring the BCS back. <laughs> <You can> they <think> know <laughs> what they're doing. This is making and and, way, and the way it's set up now and what I tell kids, you want know, to let me tell you something. Just look at it. all it is is a beauty package for your talent to get ready for the NFL because what it is, it's not a true true playoff system. It's just you guys are just showcasing your talents from the National Football League, and there's only so many spots in the NFL anyway. So that's what I think these kids are doing anyway. And That's what I advocate.
0: Yeah. Speaking of bowl games, your alma mater is going to be playing Nebraska in a, in a bowl game, and, and T-Bone's sitting here. He's a, he's a huge Nebraska fan, and uh, he was glad to see, uh, see the coach change and whatnot, but uh, what are your thoughts on uh, that matchup?
9: Well, frankly, I, just, that, I, think the mat, I, I think that's a positive matchup. I really do. Are uh,
12: you going to go to the game, AD? No,
9: I'm not going to the game. You're not going down to the Holiday Bowl? No, I'm not going to holiday, but I'm going to be with my woman. <laughs> you could do like I'm going to do and bring your woman to the game. No, man, I don't want to be up there, with I don't care. I'm going to be with my woman, you know. I'm going to be rubbing, you know, rubbing my feet. I'm going to be rubbing her
7: feet.
9: <laughs> you don't want to we don't walk around, you know. We, we want to sit there, and I'll give you some apple cider and drink that and you know, and watch the game because, you know, I love that apple cider on a, on, a, on a weekend. So that's what I'm going to do. I don't go down and see them children down. I can see them on TV. <laughs> I don't want to see a corn husky either. <laughs> don't get him fired up, baby. Don't get him fired corn up. The house. <laughs> well, you know. Uh... I mean, you know, if but I would love to see Tom Osborne because my mother loved Tom Osborne the best of all the people who recruited me because she 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 loved Tom Osborne. Mm-hmm. He said he he was the classiest guy of anybody that recruited me out of high school but I just didn't go to New Nebraska, you know, because at the time that seat was a place for me yeah. in terms of academic and two sports and which is, you know, I always played out, you know,
0: with, uh, you know, you and I kind of mentioned it last week and, and, and I want to get, uh, your thoughts again and have T-bone, uh, pop up in there. Uh, Bo Pelini, uh, they let him go. Uh, he, he won nine games a season. It's, I think every year he was there, uh, which is a, which is a winning record, a winning, a winning season. Um, uh, what are your thoughts about uh, letting guys? And we, we talked. You know, I talked about these, these storied programs and, and the, the expectations of the uh, alumni association and whatnot. But what are your thoughts on uh, uh, letting guys go that have, you know, a, a bit of success?
9: First of all, you know, that's a catch twenty-two when you get a point the coach is making winning nine, ten, ten games on average every, you know, every year. I mean, I don't know how you fire a guy like that. It's, it's either he has a piece missing, we have certain things missing. But if you went in ten games with mean, that, him, that's that, you know that's damn good. I mean, I could see if doing you know six and six or seven and five or whatever. But I mean, you know, it's uh, and you know, that I don't I don't I don't have to do get, get get rid of him like that. That's unbelievable unless he's walking out and getting ready to go to another program. I mean, he's horrible, but I think I think it comes down to his his fiery attitude on the, on and what he does on the field. And coaching the players and stuff. I think they just got probably pretty much ti-
13: got tired of that.
9: Yeah, but I, I mean, I, I think that it, probably
12: had more to do with it than his win loss record. You know, and I, I, Ad, I know you love to talk about how you guys set the standard at SC back in the seventies. There's a lot of Nebraska folks who feel like that program at several times in the course of history has set the standard as well. And I think right. there's a lot of folks who just feel like nine and three, ten and three, you know. At the end of the day, that's not the standard that they set, you know. So,
9: it's... well, here's the problem. Here's the risk that you go at, especially in that part of the country. It's pretty tough to recruit. It's pretty tough to recruit in Nebraska and Notre Dame and all that kind of stuff. You got to be careful. You bring somebody else in there, it could be worse. Mm-hmm. to come impossible. in there.
12: That's what they got the last gotta... time they fired a guy who won nine games. They fired Frank mm-hmm. Solich and they got Bill Callahan, and
9: that was. That was a clusterfuck, you so that's a very what I'm, that's real possibility. What I'm, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm trying to tell you. See, if you bring somebody else in there, you got to bring a whole new system in there. You got to recruit guys you think is best for your system, okay? And so you get, you're got starting to – so therefore, in, in, in my mind, if I'm a high school – because I've talked to high school coaches. So if you got a high school kid who's thinking about coming to this program and you got a new play, new coach coming there, well, that changes the whole, your whole thought process on how you're going to school. Unless you're just going to the school first to get an education, that's the first thing you need to think about. Forget the athletic thing. If you're just going to get an education and then everything else, that's one thing. But if you're going for the combination of things and you want to go to Nebraska regardless of who's coach is there, then go to Nebraska. If you want to go, want to, go to Notre Dame and get a Catholic education regardless of what the deal is, go to Notre Dame. Don't ever think about going, to there, going there first for the sports. You think academic, and that's what I try to tell kids, period go to the school academic that fits your needs and get you ready for the future off the field you got to take combination but if you go there just for sports period in a football program and that coach leaves that changes your thought process and how you pick a school mm-hmm. now when, when when for example USC when Ed wrong left yeah he he had the whole cover of the recruiting USc and that's why a lot of people were upset about the the way he was the way he was let go because he had to he had to beat on all the kids coming in recruiting. Then that changed a little bit because Sarr came in. Then that changed their whole system. Some guys, and most kids that I know about that came Nessie, they went came in first for the academics, the combination, right. and some came specifically for the sports. So, well, as Ron coming, that changed everything. And that, and when you have a coaching change like that, that changes a lot of things. It changes the whole thing. The, uh... and you know a lot of people got realized. Just because this guy left and he ain't slipping up the in Nebraska, and you bring another guy and he might go five and five the next year, and you're in a deeper hole than you was before. <laughs> let's. uh
0: let's, that happen. It, it, yeah, it, it's it, it's happened on all levels. And, and You know, it's, and they always say be careful what you wish for because you know you can come up with something worse. Um, let's 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 talk a little bit about the NFL. Uh, I'm going to start off with. Uh, I know it's, I sound like a shill for the NFL Network, but uh, <laughs> I, I was watching a couple of more, uh, you know, uh, you know, those NFL stories. What's the name of that show again? Football yeah. Life. Football Life. And uh, the, the one I, uh, the, the, I saw the Roger Staubach one, and I saw the one with uh, Butkus and Gale Sayers. And what I found out, found it was interesting. Uh, Butkus and Gelsayers, both in the Hall of Fame. Gale Sayers only played sixty-eight pro football games. He only played uh, seven years. Uh, seven seasons uh, he was injured uh, part of a couple of those seasons um, but you know you, you and I had talked about the the life the lifespan but the the the, the body of work that these two guys put together uh, as beat up as they were for the, the amount of seasons they played I Buck has played 10 years and uh, 10 seasons and uh, Gal Harris played seven seasons they both made it to the Hall of Fame it's just amazing I mean and, and on losing teams I mean the, the Bears weren't that great back then and uh, you know the, the the year that I think the Bears won one game, uh, Gale Sayers, the longest run of his uh, season was 28 yards, yet he led the league in rushing. And uh, you know Butkus actually led 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 the uh, the league one year in interceptions as well as uh, sacks. So the, the amount of work that these guys put in in that short period of time is just uh, uh, you know amazing. Um, and you played against great players and seen great players. Uh, what do you, what are your thoughts of and guys that you know, play not not a whole not a long career and, and, and put those kinds of numbers up and still make it to the Hall of Fame.
9: Well, the thing is about Sid that I really admire he played four great years, four great qualities. The, the last three, he was just really running on one leg. Yeah. When he blew that knee out, he was never the same. If he if he was playing today's game, he, he'd have came back and have been terrific. But back then, the, the medical technology at the time was just very, it was primitive. So, you know, but the four years he played was better than some people playing 10. That's how great he was. Right. Pound for pound, that's how great he was. I mean, far as I'm saying, far as all-around player, he's in my top 10. He punched, kicked, returned, running back. I mean, he did it all. He can throw the football, too. So, I mean, see, when I look at these guys that, that played in lack of years and bad teams, and, and uh, you know, a lot of people were trying to do well, he didn't do well in pro. blah, blah, blah. blah. Well, first of all, if you're not with the right team – in the right situation, I don't care. You can be a Super fan, you're not going to do anything. You know? And so, it's uh, a wonder what Barry Sanders did to be He played 10 years of walk game. Yeah. But the thing is, he did have a good offensive line, but, it, but there was nothing else around him. And that was good enough. He made the best of him. That's why I, my, he's in my top three. But, I mean, uh, but but for Dick Buckus, who I know, I know Dick, he was a beast. He played 10 years. Dick and all, all those guys. Yeah. But... And those they didn't have great teams in that time, but you know. But the thing is with that my, my about those two particular players, is that despite of how they struggled, they came to the top. The cream comes, the greatness always comes to the top. Right. And sometimes it doesn't. And that's the thing about Gail There, the four years he played, I, I always look at really four quality years. The other one, he was just skating by. He was just he was just running on pure guts and determination. But man, I tell you, in his four years, I never seen anything like that.
7: No. Uh, you know,
9: you let, you let Jim Brown talk about You hear Jim Brown rave about him, is unbelievable. You know, Jim Brown's the greatest. I mean, this man had nine four-speed then. Gerald <laughs> G- Sanders could play today and and, and 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 thrive big time. There's only a few players in there he can play in any year, and he was one of them.
7: Right.
0: He actually said what you just said. He said that uh, if, if, if he would have had the, the medical opportunities that they have today, he, his career would have been extended. Uh, you know, they talk about uh, you know what they did, what they did to those guys back then. Uh, what they knew, uh, you know, as, as far as you know, medical uh, was available to them uh, was, is primitive compared to what we have today.
9: Oh, absolutely. For example, I hurt my back. I heard I, I broke the, the bones in my back like Romo and now that Cam Newton had in that car accident. I mean, you know, if I'm playing today, I don't have those problems. and that and, and, and that's one reason why I. Was out of football really because of that and a broken leg and trying to come back and also mentally that lost the fight did play anymore. But medically back then it was tough. For, it was tough for anybody then.
0: Yeah. We uh, I saw that matter of
9: fact, of... When I, and when I broke when I broke my bones, doctors and, and Frank Joe, who was the Dodgers doctor, uh, doctor and the Laker doctor, he told me I should have said I set up the whole year. I came back too fast
0: and re-injured it. Wow. The uh, the let's talk about the, the active, some active players right now. I was uh, Aaron Rodgers and uh, and uh, Tom Brady are, are just playing phenomenal. It looks like it looks like uh, you know, according to the pundits, that uh, Peyton is starting to show the wear and tear. Of all the years and uh, of those operations, have you been uh, watching him play this year? And they say he doesn't have the zip on the ball that he normally has. Uh, he's still—I mean—he's still out there winning. He's still controlling the game. Uh, but they're saying that uh, he looks like he's—he's he, he's starting to lose—lose uh, lose a little bit this year. And it probably would would be best for him to be his last season.
9: Well, first of all, I never thought he should even came back to play football. Period. I mean, you have four neck injuries. I mean, come on. What are you smoking? I mean, you know, I mean, he just takes one shot, the kid, the guy could be paralyzed. And definitely when you have a neck neck injuries like that, that's going to affect your brain too because it's going to affect your blood flow and everything based on what I know because the sufferings I take, you know, we'll get in that the head trauma stuff. And the bottom line is, I mean, he had a decent arm coming out of college, but, but now he's even slowing up. But the thing is, it's always been Peyton Manning in football. It's all Peyton Manning, Manning, Manning. That's one, that's one of the downfalls that he's having. Because he should, based on his work over the years, has been phenomenal during the season. When you stop Peyton Manning, you stop your team. And that's how they used to do John Elway with Denver until they got Terrell Davis and Shanahan. Don't give him that credit. Once you had that running game in the game, it was fine. But if you're dealing with a guy like Peyton and how, and how he runs his offense, and you know, you do see a little loss of that velocity off the football off the football and when he throws. I can see him slowing a little bit, but that's the reason why now he's got to have a definite balance attack. And I think that's why you see him running the ball more. They gotta run the ball anyway. I don't care if you're if you're Aaron Rodgers. You gotta have a balanced attack to win the game. And Pete Carroll proved that last year. So I think the blue the blue book on Peyton Manning now, if you get to Peyton Manning and you and you get in his face and you frustrate him, you control the game and you win the game. You notice that any time they pressure Manning the way he does, and they try to run it, it's too late because it's got to be a balance and blend of an offensive system. So I see a combination of him slowing up with the next thing. I know it bothers him. I think he's in cold weather. That bothers me too, and that that, that takes off his velocity. You know.
0: A away from him when he's throwing the ball. Right. Um, one other thing, uh, Ad, uh, is uh, there a there's a poll that came out today. Uh, it was a Bloomberg poll uh, that stated that fifty uh, percent of the people they polled uh, said that they wouldn't want their kids to play football. Um, you know, they said that you know right now the ratings are up, uh, sales are at their at their at their peak for the NFL. Uh, all, all everything. About the NFL is better than it's ever been, with the exception of they don't think over the twenty next twenty years that it's going to be able to grow because they say fifty percent of American mothers uh, and parents don't want their sons to play football, uh, and it mostly has to do with the with the concussion stuff.
9: Well, I did. I agree with that poll. Uh, the only way I think that the game can survive down the road years later is either they put a limit on how long the guy can play. I think down the road, they're not going to let a guy play who's had a diagnosis of 11 concussions. They're not going to let a guy play that's had three concussions in nine months. And I believe that where it's going is on Division One and Division NFL that they're going to have these guys being scanned every year. They're going to start scanning these these players. And see, and it varies from player to player. And I believe they're going to scan these players' brains and figure out, the, okay, how much damage is there, how long they're going to terminate and leave, because if you don't, you're going to have liability. Because they're going to sue the teams. They're going to sue the and they're going to sue the NFL. And as you see what's going on in the NFL, you got you have you have a, a class action suit, you got individual suits, and that's what's going to happen. And so... As you know, I've been dealing with Dr. Daniel Amen, who had uh, the brain study, which I was the father of his brain study, about 115 guys, I was looking at his brain scan, is that what he, what he advocates, what he advocates is you should be on a supplement program, a, a, a comprehensive supplement program, which he has and I'm on, and why the NFL doesn't uh, grab onto this man is beyond me, beyond me. And what he believes it is, if you are going to get your, your care kicked in, you should be on a supplement program, and you should be going to a hyperbaric chamber. So he's really trying to—he's really trying to advocate a preventative program for these guys who play in the game.
7: Right.
9: And along with that going on, with him out there preaching this, and other people talking about it and of course we'll get it later the fact that, that that i'm the only former nfl player who has a book out now talking about it is that that's right these mothers and these parents are going to think twice before the kids go out and if they do play you, you they're going to know the consequences of playing the game because there will be consequences and no one escapes playing this game well, period because once you put a helmet on your head Everyone has a level of trauma when you get hit on the football field. Right.
0: doesn't matter. Your your book is called Kickoff, Con- Kickoff Concussion, How the Notre Dame Killer Recovered His Brain. It's available on uh, Lulu.com. And it uh, looks like it's on sale for nineteen ninety five right now. People can go there, Lulu.com, and uh, search Anthony Davis or uh, Kickoff Concussion, and it will pop right up. If you're on our website, you can click on uh, the uh, Anthony Davis uh, well, this is Anthony Davis on Swoops World uh, late night from two weeks ago or last week from last week, and then it'll take you right to the book. So you can check that out. A.D., as always, it's a, it's a pleasure being able to chat with you and discuss what's happening in the world of sports. Yeah,
9: well, T-Bone, yeah. hey, listen, in the class of USC, uh-huh. I'm going to be chugging that apple cider down. Look, for me, look feet, for me on TV, okay? Feet. I'll be I'll be the one wearing red in the stands. <laughs> that, that'll be fine. I'll be sipping on some apple cider, and she'll be rubbing my feet, and I'll be rubbing hers. Hey, man. <laughs> Whatever works for you, buddy. <laughs>
0: AD, man, it's a pleasure, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk throughout the week, man. My
9: pleasure. Thank you. Catch you next you, time, man. AD.
0: Hey, Anthony Davis, folks. Uh, if you have a chance, go check out his book. Uh, it's available on lulu.com. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and come back and uh, talk some other stuff. And uh, once again, we're celebrating right uh, year number five. Uh, year number five. And uh, we've got some other uh, things to talk about. But uh, just letting you know that uh, last yesterday was our fifth fifth year doing uh, Swoops World here. This is Satellite Sky. Got this feeling. Back after this.
8: Jamie Lee Curtis here for RAD, recording artists, actors,
6: and athletes against drunk driving. What should you do to stop a friend from driving if they've been drinking? Answer whatever it takes. Think before you drink, designate before you celebrate. Choose a designated driver. Remember, friends don't let friends drive drunk.
7: A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of
1: Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council.
4: My name is Joe Thompson. I'm 29, and thanks to my college degree, I'm a systems
1: analyst. And the college me would tell you. I wouldn't be here without Big Brothers Big Sisters. My big brother believed in me, and to a 7-year-old...
6: That means a lot. My big brother's name is Phil, and Phil is the reason that this 7-year-old grows up to be a systems analyst.
11: Whether you donate money or time, you're helping Big Brothers Big Sisters help a child. Start something today at BigBrothersBigSisters.org. Brought to you by Big Brothers Big Sisters and the Ad Council.
6: Talk Story Radio. Hello, this is Normandy Wilson, and
1: you're listening to Snoop's World.
0: Welcome back to Snoop's World on Talk Story Radio Network, and we're getting ready to do a few—just a few, I don't know, minutes or so away from T Bone's Timeout. You know, we'll chat it up a little bit first. Uh, like I said, this is our fifth year. Uh, uh, we, we're happy to say, yeah, yesterday, uh, five years ago, yesterday, we started this thing off. And uh, you know, i have watching a lot of these uh, TV shows. Uh, There's one I like to watch called Parent Parenthood, and uh, they say this is their final season. Well, uh, this is this is our final season. So, you don't want to miss any shows between now and August That's because right. uh, you never know what dramatic twist. <laughs> <is going next. laughs> exactly. This will be. This will be it. This will be the the final season you're in the you're, we're starting our final season so uh, enjoy the enjoy the next uh, what is that it was like six months or whatever seven months eight months sorry right. uh, August all right so yeah we're gonna roll we're gonna roll through uh, through uh, towards the end of August uh, you know we, we always take a couple weeks off in August and stuff whatnot but yeah uh, you know, it's been a lot of fun, and uh, we're enjoying it. And, but uh, you know, all good things got to come to an end sometime, right? <laughs> Plus, I got a bike ride I want to go on, and <laughs> ain't no telling when I'm coming back. <laughs> so it's all good. T Bone, you about ready, or we just... Uh, we're so, what's been happening with you? We didn't get a chance to talk to you. How's your week been, man? Uh, a couple of weeks. Yeah. Couple of weeks since we last talked.
12: My my last few weeks have been good, man. Uh... Went to, went to the mountains, drank some beers. Uh, I had a week off of work, so I got pretty much housed for, like, nine days straight. Um, which isn't that out of the ordinary, but, you know, not having to wake up at all the next morning for, like, a week is... That's dangerous. I don't know how these people who are unemployed do it. I don't know what the fuck you guys do every day.
0: People have plans. Everybody, people make sure we got our shit to get up and go
7: do. And oh, that, it never involves
0: the shit that I want to do. No.
12: I tell you, though, man. Yeah. Uh, bro came into town briefly. Oh yeah. Got to see J-Bro. He brought down like twelve uh, bomb, twelve uh, bombers of Pliny. The Elder, really? yeah. I mean, wow. He pretty much polished all of those, uh, as well as a lot of other stuff he brought down from Russian River and uh, a few other breweries up up north. Um, he didn't pass
2: out in any parks?
12: No, no, no street <laughs> corners, no public places at all, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, he was on his... He's on visitor behavior. It's kind of weird. Yeah. That guy's pretty much home everywhere. So. which is why you felt comfortable laying down on the sidewalk. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's a good spot. Good yeah. city, right? Yeah.
12: Um Yeah, it's been it's been a, an interesting couple weeks. Nothing too yeah. dramatic happening, but uh, well the the fiance, hopefully, with the new job
0: you could have done. That good (laughs) right less solid though
12: um so yeah i might have a i might have a sugar mama again Ah. we'll see see about that um yeah man it's been you know another another week here and then i we get a vacation again so that's not a bad deal
0: not Not a bad gig at all not a bad gig at all you ready for your intro bro Yeah. yeah let's rock it out Ah, uh, you know that sound? It's time for sports with T-Bone's timeout, Or as we say it here, it's T-Bone's Time Out. Oh
12: my goodness, you're back to talk sports again.
7: It's another week
12: and we're getting closer to painful part of my year
7: <laughs>
12: the year when football is gone
0: it's a painful part of my yeah, year too, but thankfully
12: right. thankfully we got a few weeks left yet you know a few good solid weeks we've got college football regular season has come to an end uh with the exception of army navy i think is on saturday
0: that's always a good game I you, mean, Yeah, it's you know that's a lot of guys you're never going to hear about again because you know, i think roger staubach and uh, and uh, what's his name uh, played for the uh San Antonio Spurs um, Tim Duncan? No. Ad-
12: oh yeah, da- David uh, Robinson. This kid yeah.
0: Notre Dame, yeah. For the last time you hear big names yeah. Of those types of programs. yeah. for the nice? m- for the most
12: part, yeah, the the days of guys uh, who have uh, potential pro careers going to the military academies are pretty much done. Um, it's all about that uh, that, that, you that know, whole five year commitment, commitment or whatever. lunch <laughs> is a little tricky. A little oh tricky. Yeah, yourself. Yeah, can I can de- I put declared that yourself,
0: off? Declare yourself eligible for the draft, and then. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh,
12: but Army Navy, that's a the, you know I've talked to guys who went to West Point and went to Annapolis, and as much as they love getting digs in on each other, I don't think anyone really has a lot of fun at that game. It's 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 in in Philadelphia. (laughs) It's cold. The second week of December. (laughs) They have to go and they have to stand up for the whole game in full In their uniform. uh, And
0: uh, that's just,
12: yeah. I I mean, now the the guy I went to high school with who went to Annapolis, he was a little more of a team spirit kind of guy. The guy guy I went to high school with who went to West Point, he was just like, ugh.
0: <laughs>
12: so, but yeah, there are a lot of guys out there who I don't think.
0: Looking at a topographical map, man. <laughs> play it up. Uh, what's the game we used to play? Your kid actually did it. Oh, oh, Risk.
12: It's uh, a great game, by the way. It is a good game. It really it's is. Nice, Fuck it. <laughs> Um, but uh, also on Saturday, we learn who will be the uh, Heisman Trophy winner this year.
0: That's true. Uh,
12: so it's a it's, a, it's a slim field this year. There's only three finalists. We've got Melvin Gordon from Wisconsin, Amari Cooper, the wide receiver from Alabama, and uh, Marcus Mariota, quarterback you know from Oregon. I Tell you what,
0: that kid. I think I he's. Give him some props, I think but
12: he's, he's going to walk away with it. Honestly, yeah. um, it's if you only have one quarterback in the field. To begin with, I mean, you know, in the in the group of finalists, I think that's already a leg up, but he's on the best team. I, I don't care what anybody from the SEC or Alabama <laughs> says. Uh, and, you know, Amari Cooper is a great receiver, but Alabama's offense can survive without him. Oregon's offense does not do what they do these last four years without Mariota.
0: Any time um, that they well, – the last game they played, they, they fell behind, they, did, they looked like crap, they're, you know, they're kicking field goals, and uh, he, when he finally comes alive – then, I, then it's a blow-up. Yeah.
12: yeah. And it happens in like five minutes.
0: Yeah.
12: They might be down ten and all of a sudden they're... Is
0: going to be the first one from White to win the Heisman? I think so. They've been wiser from the Heisman before,
12: have they? Uh, I don't know. I, don't, I, don't, I can't think of anyone who has. Yeah. But uh, I know they've had some finalists. I think Manti Teo was a finalist, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, hey, that's...
7: <laughs> he brought his <laughs> girlfriend. <laughs> in his heart.
0: <laughs> the only place she was ever
12: real. Well,
0: see. Barry soltero he was never real. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have to be born in
10: Hawaii. <laughs> that gets a little sticky there. <laughs> um, I, think of
0: any, I, think of, I can't take it
12: from Hawaii. He's actually, nor I personally. But hey, uh, yeah. But the, uh, we got three finalists this year, like we were just talking about. I, I think that it's uh, it's going to go to that uh, kid in green and yellow.
11: I like and it. I think yeah. he, I think he's, earned it. Yeah, he's um, earned
12: it. Melvin Gordon had a hell of a season this year. He running back from Wisconsin ran for twenty three hundred yards or something like that on the season. Just absurd. You know, it helps when you get four hundred of it in one game. But uh yeah,
0: but I my,
12: they, when when
0: interested in team from Wisconsin, They're wearing green and yellow.
12: I'm not even interested in that. I could do without the entire <laughs> state. Uh yeah. <laughs> Send me some cheese in the mail, and just you know. I start to
0: watch the touchdown double check. Man. Well, and you know the
12: interestingly, the head coach of the Wisconsin Badgers. Uh, this was the second season, Going to, uh, and he after two seasons I- at Wisconsin, he uh, he got yeah. I, I can't even make myself say it that way. It brings back too many memories, man. Um, but uh, Mr. Anderson, after two years in Madison. Decides he wants to go back out west. And there happens to be an opening at Oregon, Oregon State. State. The Beavers have an opening after uh, Nebraska hired away Mike Riley last week. So, in a little weird uh, Pac-12 Big Ten switcheroo shell game.
0: Which is really weird, because I, I heard Nebraska was looking at some high school coach who had... No, seriously, there were some high school coach they were looking at. And then they took... What's the name of Oregon State? He had a losing record. Didn't he?
12: This season. Overall at Oregon State, he was 90 and 83 or something like that. Um, the last few years they've slipped, but the last in the last five years, which is when his record at Oregon State has dipped. I mean, I, 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 the jury is definitely way way out on this higher than Nebraska made. I mean, Mike Riley, 61 years old, um, his only Division One head coaching job is Oregon State, two stints with a sandwiched around three years in a failed experiment with the San Diego Chargers back in the late 90s. But, I mean, anybody was going to fail at that job at the yeah. time. That was just – that organization was in absolute disarray. They still had Ryan Leaf to deal with at the time. Um, <laughs> <is
0: that>? but <laughs> 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 um, Peter just nerded out on us. On yeah, here. you know, the, the – <laughs> is he playing
12: Minecraft over there or what? <laughs> Oh my God! Is he getting some freemium
0: games going on? Don't don't spend any real what money, that dude. Guy was a chess player. Even right? if it's only forty nine
12: cents, don't do it.
7: <laughs>
12: but, you know the 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 Nebraska coaching search was weird because they fired Pelini on a Sunday, and then by Thursday morning they were announcing that they'd hired Mike Riley, and that was one name out of a lot of names that people were bandying around about who they were going to hire. That name never came up in anybody's, you know, little, little prognostications. And then there were some screwy names that came up. Like people <coughs> were talking about Jim Tressel, and it's like this guy's not even allowed to coach in NCAA for another year and a half. He's banned. He can't coach even in Division three. I don't know who was talking about that. It was asinine. But
0: hey, pull pulled him off the pop waterfield. <laughs>
12: yeah. Uh, but this one there was weird. All you know. Because coaching searches like Florida, they were looking for a new coach because they canned a must champ. And their athletic director chose to go the other way with it, you know, rather than try to fight the rumors and, you know, people were going to search for tail numbers on the private jet that the athletic department owned anyway to figure out where they were flying and all this stuff. He just said, okay, well, we're on our way to Colorado Springs to talk (laughs) to the head coach at Colorado State. Which can kind of screw things up if you're trying to have a little bit of cloak and dagger secrecy when you're talking to agents and not pissing off and stepping on toes of other athletic directors and stuff. But uh, this was just a, a way out of left field. It seemed like you know, nobody. Why
0: did they let Muschamp go?
12: Um, because they just weren't. I don't think they're going to a bowl game this year. You know, they might be in like the the piss Pissant Bowl or something. It's gotta.
0: It's gotta be the, the pressure to coach. The, you know, these, these big, big, big time schools, you know, how you last there uh, without having a massive corner, uh, you know, more than, you know, a few years is is, is amazing. Yeah. Uh, And,
12: and especially guys that are like Will Muschamp or Bo Pelini, guys that they, they're cut from that more old school football bent, you know, where they're yellers and screamers and, Grab you by grab you by your shirt yeah. and get right in your face and tell you really you know <laughs> how they feel about you and what they that had for breakfast. Yeah, um, those guys, they I think more and more they're finding themselves on a short leash just because they don't they they're gonna talk the talk, but when you don't walk the walk and back it up, and when your team doesn't you know when your team doesn't demonstrate all those values and, and uh, hard-nosed ideals that you try to demonstrate yourself kind of puts you in a bad spot where it's like well, maybe maybe I believe things and I don't know how to teach them properly because I try to have this personality and I'm not saying that either of those guys were putting up any kind of front you right. know that's just who they are and that's what their products of their environment and everything that goes along with it but it might not be the best way to A get people to like you if, you know, the chips are against you, which unfortunately is a part of the business. Right. You know, you got guys like Mac Brown who – was he a very good football coach? I mean, hell, he knows more about the sport than I'll ever know. But, I mean, I think he was way outclassed in terms of coaching ability a lot of times in his tenure at Texas. But he just oozed charm, you know. And when you've got talent and you can make people smile and laugh, I think that goes a long way in terms of, uh, you know, Getting people to tolerate the occasional down season, and also getting your players to play for you. I there don't.
0: There was a time where guys who were hard nosed guys still knew how to charm the alumni association and the press. I mean, you, you, you know, different you years. Say what you want about di- Switzer, but he he could charm the fucking press. He could charm the, the alumni association. But he was. I mean, the guys that played for him were like, you know, they were like I'm a freaking boot camp.
12: Yeah, and, and, but also Barry Switzer. Remember the last time Barry Switzer was really a headline in sports? He
0: won
12: the Super Bowl. No, no, no. I think the last time Barry Switzer was really a headline in sports was when he got arrested for having <laughs> guns at the airport. <laughs> and this is the kind of stuff that makes it a different world today. Yeah. Then, you know, I guarantee you that wasn't the first time he flew with a gun in his no, bag. of
11: course
12: not. <laughs> I mean, but but today that shit would have been on Twitter Nineteen seconds after he got popped at the airport, and it would have been a TSA he, person he putting still it on Twitter. Be
0: at the airport, yeah, yeah, exactly. and, <laughs> and I think
12: that those guys who were able to straddle that line, it's because the line was a lot wider back then. You know, yeah, there That's was true. a lot more room to say, "Hey, we're going to get tanked tonight, and I'm going to tell you a lot of things that <laughs> let you know my real character, which is a great person still, <laughs> but it's not, it's not super slick." And you know, I mean, I, I just think it's a, it's such a weird gotcha world today with all well, the cameras been, uh, and microphones you know, everywhere like and guys
0: like guys like uh, buddy hayes probably wouldn't last so long these days i mean
12: uh, well yeah and you know and you talk about there's an ultimate fall from grace right there yeah i, I mean, mean <laughs> would, would he punch the <laughs> player from the other team during a game <laughs> during a game,
7: during a game.
13: During a game. <laughs> and uh, you know
12: and i don't think anybody saw it coming as much as he was that you know fiery guy and this is what a football coach is supposed to be until he snaps and you know what everyone has a breaking point yeah, especially, his, after his, especially
0: after you've been at school for 20 years yeah. and you're, you're 80s now or whatever. You're, you're, yeah, you're so you're an and, I, and I think that breaking point is, yeah.
12: is uh, you know it's a lot shorter trip That's to that Clemson, wasn't it? it was yeah. uh, what was the player's name Willie Bauman or something <laughs> yeah you can't you can't just step out on the field and punch a player from the other team <laughs>
0: now you're a footnote in history. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's
12: still he's still the most revered coach in Ohio State history. Yeah, cool. Urban Meyer's on his way to wiping that out. But, I mean, he's
0: got, he's got, he's
12: but that's it. But Urban Meyer's already had, you know, he had his breakdown moment in private. Yeah. Um, but I think the, the road to that point for these coaches is shorter than ever. You know, the pressure and the expectations and the money and everything and the media coverage and the just nonstop – Bombardment well, is, We're talking. We're it's talking everywhere.
0: Once again, I'm going back to the, to the drawing board. There, I was watching a football live on. A, uh, I believe it was, Coughlin and uh, they talk about in, in general the amount of time that these uh, NFL coaches put in. Mm-hmm. And these guys are working, you know, like 17, 18 hour days. You know, they're there before the players get there. Coaches meeting, strategizing, and so, and they're there late at night. You know they're home for just a few hours, and they're back in their office the next morning, and you know the the stress and the strain on them and their families. You know, you know, this is what they want to do, and nobody's nobody's saying anything other than that. But it's it's enormous, and mm-hmm. and these guys who can last in this, you know, they, last week they were talking, they said Pete Carroll's the second oldest coach in in, in NFL yeah. at sixty three years old, but Coughlin's coaching, and I think he's like 12, 13 years older than him, so. You know,
12: he, he looks about thirty years old.
0: Yeah.
12: because <laughs> Pete looks like he's fifty, and Coughlin looks and like he's, right he's up eighty-five. On the field yeah.
0: and the high-fiving guys, but you know the thing is, is the, 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 to to work those many years through that kind of, you know, that scope and that pressure, and you know the fact that, you know, used to be a time being the head coach of a sport, you were the important person. No, you're not the important person anymore it's that million-dollar, multi-million-dollar athlete that they invested in. So you got to please that guy and, you know, control the rest of the team and make fans and the, and the management happy. And, and the owner. And the owner, yeah. It's just all. <laughs> awesome. You know, it's, I don't know. Not, I mean, as much as I love that sport, I don't know if I would want that kind of guy, gig. Mm-hmm.
12: Yeah, I mean, and that, my, my experience is purely dealing with pissed-off Parents and entitled parents, and that's and mm. that's awful enough. You know? yeah, it is. And yeah. to talk about you know, a people that actually pay your salary, and then all the other I think
0: which means they didn't have a right
11: to bitch. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I remember the point
0: at the time. I, that the, the, the time that I realized how little control a coach has as a team. I, I forgot who the coach. I think it was uh, Westhead. I could be wrong, so don't quote me on this. But magic told Jerry Buss that he was going to quit playing basketball because it wasn't fun anymore, which translated to, I don't like this coach. <laughs> and, like, the next week, the, you know, he's out, somebody else is in. I think, that, like, the, I think Pat Riley or somebody, the, the, who was announcing basketball games, you know, the week before. So I, forgot, I forgot who they moved in. But by, bottom line, just, it, I, that's when I finally realized, you ain't shit, man. It's, it's all about, this, the, you know, you, you know, when we talk about college uh, coaches, the old school style, who's who grab your jersey and get in your face and stuff like that, even that's kind of dying out. Mm-hmm. But on the professional level, man, those guys are walking a right. tightrope, man. Well,
12: and I—that's a an arena where that style, I think, really makes no sense. You know, well,
0: Mon- money or not, you're talking about you're a talking? ass man. Yeah, <laughs> I, you can't. I mean. But they used to, though. Yeah, I mean, you talk about Vince Lombardi, and uh, but they know.
12: also used to take these guys. I mean. NFL training camps back even 20 years ago it was it was like, you're sleeping in bunk beds. And, you know, we see the Hard Knocks show on yeah. HBO where they show you the training camp and stuff. But it's, I mean, any any semblance of Roughing it, and you know, oh, we're really gonna test your physical and mental (laughs) limits. That's 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 for TV (laughs) TV. at this point. That that shit ain't real anymore. (laughs) There's no Junction Boys kind of stuff going on. And yes, that was college, but I mean that was the '50s too. So I mean, that yeah, it's just you're a grown man. You're not gonna accept somebody berating and belittling you to that degree for the most part anymore, and. I don't think that's an effective way to manage people or to get them to do what you want most of the time anyway. No,
0: no, but it, it, it is not, It is absolutely not. But that being said, it was a way of life in sports for yeah. years, for, for, for many a year. Yeah. And, you know, it's still a way of life in the military somewhat. Some, and it's, even it's that's actually, changing. It's you actually know? changed a lot yeah. there too. I mean, yeah. I, I worked, I mean, you at, know, I worked you're with you're a guy 30 years ago who was a – he had, he had been a, a Marine Corps DI at Pendleton, and I said, well, that seems like – Cool gig. Uh, why'd you give that up to come here? And he says, "Because we can't, can't do any of the anymore. stuff they wanted to do <laughs> you can't anymore. Can't do any of the stuff that they did to me." <laughs> and he goes, "That's what I, he goes. That's what I think it makes an effective soldier." So he says, "I found a new career." You know, I mean, mm-hmm. but yeah, you know, th- th- times may be a change. Mm-hmm.
12: Yeah. So I I I don't think that that was necessarily uh, Will Muschamp's undoing or Pelini's or a lot of these coaches you see that cycle through. I think. There's just so many factors in place, you know.
0: But how do you how do you instill? Because you, you're, it's twofold. Because you know, as an athlete, even though you're grown and you, and you, and you, you know, you, there's, there's rules and regulations and stuff like that, your coach is trying to instill discipline in the team, right? You, know, mm-hmm. you want people to follow. You know, we got curfews. We got this. We got this. You need to be at this meeting on time. You need to be here. You know, whatever. And a lot, a lot of times we hear about these athletes who. Like, like, you know, if you're working at the freaking grocery store, you come rolling in an hour late and you miss mm-hmm. them whatever, you get fired, right. right? But you hear about some of these athletes who miss meetings and don't mm-hmm. show up for this, don't show up for that. And there really are no consequences other than the fine. When you find somebody $50,000, who makes $100,000 or $150,000 a game,
13: yeah,
0: you know, it really is not that – it's not that big a deal to them. Yeah. Um, you
12: know, and – how do you how do you motivate people you can't motivate every pl- every person that works for you the same way regardless of what field it is if you're a manager at a grocery store or if you're a manager of a major league baseball team you're gonna you're gonna be dealing with an array of different personalities that respond differently to how you well, do. They, yeah, but
0: well, my point is, my point is, if you're the manager at the grocery store, you can fire. You right. can't motivate the son. can yeah. yeah. fire, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a coach
12: of a baseball team or you a basketball fired. team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's it's kind of weird that way. Although you know, a lot. of, I mean, NFL coaches right now are making anywhere from three to seven million dollars a year. Which there are, you know, there's one or two players on every team making more than the coach,
0: but working less,
12: but working differently.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they got actually got to watch the they Yeah, okay. yeah. So I know it's a, yeah. Differently,
12: <laughs> but, but talk about the hour, hour, hour hour, hourly the hourly yes. wage, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um. Yeah, it's just it's well, it's you're
0: at the club. Almost shooting off your nuts. You're <laughs> still drawing up plays in the middle of the night.
12: Losing a couple extra hairs that night. Yeah. Having a few more turn gray. It's a bizarre world, this sports That's universe. When he turns man.
0: on TMZ and finds out that you just
12: got t- <laughs> <laughs> shot by yourself. By yourself? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man.
2: You jumped out of the window? Yeah. yeah.
0: Great story. Too good of a story. That was the problem with him. It His story was too good. Exactly. It needed to be
12: more pedestrian, it more it mundane, it you know? I, I it, it if low. he had tripped because he was texting and walking <laughs> and tripped over the curb, and the, no I mean, honestly, yes, your injuries look pretty severe for that. But it's not newsworthy, so we're not going to call ESPN and tell them <laughs> how much of a hero you are. <laughs> we're going to say, let's not tell anyone what a klutz your I ass saved is.
0: The <laughs> I don't swim,
7: but I trained it right Yeah, again. <laughs> yeah
0: man. Yeah. Uh, think these out next time, man. You've got to have that, have that. <laughs> alibi set up fart events. <laughs> I went for a night jog and tripped over some shit I didn't see. Damn those beats. I both, hurt. both legs <laughs> yeah. at the same time. I was doing bunny
12: hops. That was that was I it.
0: I fell off the bed. <laughs> Anything? That's the closest to the truth.
12: Because <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we're not—I don't know if we're going to get that real story anytime soon. But yeah. Well. <laughs> that's that's close to what I what I surmise. I heard
0: he was. I heard you. Know, rumor had it. Don't quote me on this. Allegedly, it, 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 Home Office. Disclaimer. Gets, allegedly, we cover all. Uh, allegedly. There was uh, some uh, arguing going on with the girlfriend, and uh, I guess the, somebody showed up, and knocked on the door, screaming, cut it down, shut it down, or place her here, whatever it was. And uh, he decided, I got, you know, <laughs> exit stage left. <love. laughs> and oh my God, it's a lot further down than I thought it was. <laughs> It seemed like a good idea. <laughs> guys
12: do it on TV all the time.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Well, if you ever hung out a window with your dr- fucking son's pants, <laughs> you better find a fire escape to walk down.
12: I live in California. We don't have those, man. <laughs> <laughs> I did it
13: to dogs. <laughs> oh,
12: gosh. Um, For the college football playoff, we got Oregon. Taking on Florida State, Florida State. at the at the Rose Bowl. Yeah, be a good
0: game.
12: Uh, and we have Alabama.
0: Florida State's defense is susceptible to uh, up the middle. So uh, you know, Mariota might be able
12: to. Uh, you know. Yeah, you know, the, these are two teams that both are built on speed, side to side. You know, getting to the perimeter, and so the. I think that it is strength versus strength because you haven't seen Oregon do a lot up the middle other than a quarterback draw. Um, and he's certainly a guy that can beat you that way. But, yeah, I...
0: But on the flip side of that, Florida's offense seems to be peaking now. They yeah? Play, like, mediocre throughout the season. Now that, you know, and and with has been hurt most of the season. Uh, so it looks like they're starting to peak. Mentally. <laughs> well, he, he had a left-up ankle, too, apparently, yeah. so...
12: Ah, uh, you know, I think I have my opinions about which team is better. I think the the playoff committee seated it correctly in terms of those top three. Owners. I think
0: they seated it. I think they seated it best for possible viewing outcomes. I don't think they seated it best for what what should have been rank wise. But I understand it's it's a business. Uh, you know, I think. I think, Ohio, I think Alabama's going to probably run all over Ohio State. And I think that's what they want. And I, th- I think they think a matchup of uh, Alabama versus Florida State, or even a- Alabama versus Oregon, is a better game than had Ohio State. If they put Ohio State in the other bracket, Ohio State won out in an Alabama versus Ohio State championship.
12: Yeah, I don't think anybody really wants to see that. No. Um I think the same issue that we have with this year's setup would still come up if we'd expand the playoff, you know, and then you're talking still about somebody's got to rank these teams and seed them. Well,
0: I think, I think what AD's plan statement is, is is if you come out first in your conference, then you go to the playoffs, mm-hmm. and so you have kind of like kinda like baseball or not uh, basketball,
12: basketball. Every okay. every team that wins their conference, conference. in all of Division One, and right. there are a lot more Division One basketball conferences right. than football conferences. Right. Every conference champion is automatically in the tournament. And
0: I think that's what I think that I think that's And what in football, say. it wouldn't have that to be takes, absurdly big. That vague takes the and, ranking out of it. It takes the whole ranking out of it. You win your. Well,
12: country. no, because you still have to seed the teams. How do you decide who plays whom? Random.
0: Well, yeah, you should feel do Bing Bingo Bing bingo? It ball, works for both. Cup, does it?
12: Does it? Because that's totally theory. random.
2: <laughs> totally yeah. totally
0: yeah. random. <laughs> yeah. How come the, the well, up, now, the, how come the men ended up in the, in the group of death, and the USA women just ended up in the group of death?
2: No, but if you if you came out uh, winning the conferences, taking that to to
0: football, if you won your conference, you all might to play it, But he's saying what, how do they do the matchups there? Conference you conference do that, Ryan. conference. You could you could say Then it
12: would throw out these absurd conference based biases that we have right now, which is why Alabama is number one and Florida State is right. number three because The ACC is perceived as a weak conference Conference compared compared to to others, others. even though Florida State's undefeated. Which I, I mean, I tend to agree that it's a basketball conference, and there's a bunch of basketball players out there with helmets. But they are the defending national champions. They are. They are, and
0: they haven't lost a game in 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 some of these guys' (laughs) careers. That's true.
12: Um, and I think that. Evaluating teams in that vacuum, outside of this silly, the SEC is here and the Pac-12 is here and everyone else is here. I think that
0: I there's got to be a way I, around I'm that. But so I remember when Pac-8 and the big, the big Ten or whatever they were were the, the, the two biggest conferences in, in all of. And they've all had all their they've all had
12: their day, pretty much with the exception of the ACC,
0: really. Yeah. The ACC won the national championship and the Heisman Trophy and the Duke Walker Award and uh-huh, uh-huh. some other award last year because they remind you on their commercials every time they play the game. <laughs> you would
12: be amazed at how often those awards coincide with a national champion.
7: That's true. It happens Imagine
12: more. Happens, happens uh, more often than the <laughs> ACC's office might want you to believe. <laughs> That the Heisman winner plays for the national <laughs> champion. Um, Go figure. Huh? Yeah, crazy, crazy how that works. But no, the we've seen every conference have great teams and great runs of success over the years, and uh, you know as much as I think that there have been a lot of great teams to come out of the SEC, I think that as much as anything, their streak of teams winning the national championship that ended last year, as much as the ESPN folks might forget that streak ended. Uh, It shouldn't have gone on as long as it did, except that we got to have two SEC teams in the national championship game back in uh, 09 because they just couldn't stand uh, (laughs) to let anyone miss out on a second run of (laughs) Alabama LSU. LSU, exactly. (laughs) Um, I don't know. They played the conference championship
0: and and the BCS championship.
12: They didn't even play in the conference championship because they're in the same division. So they played, you know, November, October November, and LSU beat them in an ugly game, nine to six yeah. overtime, yeah, yeah, six to six at the end of regulation. Yeah. Who wants to see that again? <laughs> no, Except that they managed to figure out a way to make an uglier game because then Alabama <laughs> won twenty-two to zero. Just, just, ugh, just gross football. And that was back when the SEC, you know, they, people talked about their great defenses. There were just some really bad offenses at the time in the SEC too. So. <laughs> Um, including both of those teams, they had just, it was not fun to watch.
0: Did you see any games last week that you liked?
12: Uh, that not honestly. I, I didn't mind seeing Ohio state trample, uh, Wisconsin as much as I don't like Ohio Wisconsin. state. Wisconsin. Uh, yeah. Watching Wisconsin get beat 59 to zero.
0: I, I, a it was a championship. Yeah. Game. I, like, I, I took some pleasure in that. Um,
12: <laughs> The Pac-12 game on Friday night was similar. I mean, Oregon just
0: <laughs> game was weakened, brut- brutalized it was like with three, Arizona. Three nothing then six nothing then six three. It's like, come on, is this game going to be? And, to and then
12: in the second half, really in the third, in the actually, second quarter, but the, the floodgates about, just.
0: I was watching via updates. I was uh, on the first Friday, so. the,
12: uh, the the floodgates opened and Oregon did their thing and it was just was it bad? Kind of awful to watch from there.
0: I watched the, uh, the, the Florida State. That was a good game. Was it, that was a,
12: it was Florida State, Georgia, Georgia Tech. Tech. Yeah, yeah, that was a really good game. Um, it was the only competitive game of the whole weekend pretty much because, well, uh, Kansas State and Baylor was competitive. It wasn't a yeah, blowout. But, uh, fucking
0: Bluefield, man. <laughs> Didn't they play? They played on that, right? They uh-huh. played on that. Uh-huh. No, 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 no. That was Boise, Boise, and, Fresno. Boise, Boise and Fresno. Boise State yeah. and
12: Fresno State played on the Bluefield. But I didn't see the I didn't see the Baylor game. Baylor beat Kansas State by like ten.
0: But see, all six, all the top six teams won.
12: Mm-hmm. Yeah, TCU kicked the crap out of Iowa State, like fifty-five to three. Even, that yeah, a good game, and it, but it's Iowa State. You know, you just you just kind of want to pat them on the head. and say, It's going to be okay. <laughs> it's okay.
0: Everything's huh. going to be good. Yeah. It's all right.
12: Find your happy place. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> um, Alabama just. They struggled with Missouri early, which more than I expected them to. They struggled early, but, but then they, they blew them out. Right? They pulled away. It was like forty-two to twenty-one or something. Yeah. They, it was a, it was a beatdown in the grand scheme of things, uh, but you know, compared to the other games, it was downright nailbiting. biting you know? <laughs> uh, But uh, Missouri had their shots early, and they just they couldn't get in the end zone. For
0: well, Georgia Tech had a chance. Georgia
12: Tech. Georgia Tech I really thought Georgia Tech might do it. I mean they That's the
0: thing about Florida State, man. You say what you yeah. want about those guys? They yeah. find they, a way to they, win.
12: they do, they absolutely do, you know, and that's gonna pay well, that's gonna pay dividends in this playoff chase because Alabama the only, they only they haven't won close games for the most part this season. You know, they've they've blown teams out. They've lost a game that was not you know, it wasn't all that close to be honest. I mean, they got kinda handled. And Oregon, in their loss, they got handled, and they haven't really had cl- – they've had games that were close early. They lost to, uh, they lost to Arizona, Arizona, and there. it was not pretty. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they've had games where they trailed going into the half even, and they came out and just destroyed in the second half. Which but they really haven't bad. had anything where it's been close in the fourth quarter <coughs> other than the game that they lost.
0: We talk about halftime, that's the strangest thing when I watch – you know, they always interview the coach going off – running off the field at halftime, mm-hmm. and – Jimbo Fisher never looks worried. He nev- I mean, on the sidelines at times, he looks stressed. But going into halftime, he never looks worried. And he, and he, and he, he really answers, I think, just fairly honestly. They say, you know, whenever he goes, well, you know, we're playing. You know, we're not playing bad. We're, we make these mistakes. We let them get this. We let them get that. We need to come in. We need to do this. We need to do that. And then they come back out, and they make those adjustments. And uh, that's what, I mean, That. that Reminds me of when Pete Carroll was at, at SC. No matter what the situation was, at halftime, they would go in, that coaching staff would make adjustments, and they'd come out a different team. And, you know, he's, he's similar in that, in, that, in that way. And, they, uh, you know, he says he got a lot of faith in his guys. They've been together a long time, blah, 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 blah. A lot of the cliches and stuff. But mm-hmm. those guys find a way to win. It's amazing counts
12: now it's gonna count and
0: <laughs> uh, you can't you can't you can't keep falling behind at this at this point in, in the season and i think athletically
12: these probably are the four best teams in the country in terms of the amount of talent amassed on each side oh, yeah. oh, yeah. um, because ohio state for whatever you can say about the big 10 and the fact that they're on their third string quarterback and who
0: just i mean just, just happens like, didn't, didn't miss a beat no didn't miss a freaking beat
12: um and, you know, you're talking about four teams that have stockpiled more talent than pretty much anybody else. Yeah. I mean, you might be able to say that Auburn or Texas before Charlie Strong threw half the team off the roster you know, <laughs> might have as much pure, raw talent. But, I mean, these four teams, I mean, it's a well, – There's
0: a disciplinarian right there.
12: Yeah. And I, I, hope for his. I mean, I, I, could care less if Texas ever wins another game. You know, in the grand scheme of football in the world, screw him. Um, but I, I respect the hell out of Charlie Strong, and I just hope he didn't overplay his hand and sabotage himself because he kicked like eight or nine guys off the team this year. Yeah. And
0: <laughs> you
12: say sabotage. I say sabotage.
0: <laughs> sabotage. Uh,
12: I, you know I because I think he's a good guy and I think he you know I think he is a great football coach and he might not be for one he got he got a bunch of dumbass rednecks in Texas saying he shouldn't even be a coordinator it's like so he was a coordinator for the Florida team that won two national championships in three years but he shouldn't even be a coordinator
0: you might be a racist. <laughs> Like. At <laughs> your best, jo- jo- Jeff Foxwood right? <laughs> 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 uh.
7: <laughs>
10: And some of these,
12: you know, some of these kooks who are just mercilessly teeing off on the guy uh, before yeah. he ever coached a practice. And it's like,
0: yeah.
12: you know what? I, mean, <laughs> I hope he didn't screw himself, but I think that he's gonna. It's gonna pay dividends if they give him a chance.
7: Yeah. And I,
12: I just honestly don't know right now if he's going to get a chance. You know, he won five or six games or something this year. I don't know if the kooks out there in Texas are going to be patient with him or if they're going to try to run him out of town. But
0: You said <laughs> Texas, right? <laughs> verify, because <laughs> I, I know Peter's saying the same thing. It's like hey, you're asking, whether I'm gonna give a chance?" And you did say, yeah. mm-hmm. "Damn us!"
12: I mean, honestly, screw them. I mean, I hate the Longhorns, but I like Charlie Strong. I really do. Yeah. And I don't know. I like his style, man. And you know, you looked at the yeah, the way that that program underperformed for the last five or six years, and yeah. it's like you have. A state, a huge state, you know, what, the third or fourth most populous state in the union, the most high school football players of any Uh, state in the country, and they all want to play for you. They get the best of the best pretty much every year. Regardless, you know, before people forget that before two thousand five, before they won that national championship with Vince Young in two thousand five, they didn't win a national championship before that since like nineteen sixty nine or nineteen sixty eight. You know, they went fucking forty years of doing crap. You know, they they'd win eight, seven, nine, six games, whatever, but they they didn't win championships for a long ass time, and people just think oh, we're Texas, we're we're football country. And it's like, well, yeah, you got a lot of good football players, but you've got a lot of good bo- football players who just think that because they're Texas, they're the shit.
13: And,
7: yeah.
12: and he came. He comes in and he's like, no, you ain't the shit until you've done shit. And you haven't done shit. And so if you think you're a badass and you can skip curfew or sling weed out of your dorm room or whatever it is you're doing, no. <laughs> and so, I mean, I think, like I said, if they give him a chance, it'll pay off.
0: Sometimes you got to go in there and shake things up. Sometimes you have to establish. Yeah,
12: and I think he's the right kind of hard ass, but, you know, because you know, he doesn't get out on the field screaming and yelling and no, all that but kind it's, of it's stuff. Similar
0: but. to the, the, the point that, uh, what's his name? What's uh, that guy's name? Cowherd was making today. Um, he said, you know, there's two programs that are always going to be. How do you put it? I don't Basically, what he was saying was. UNLV and Florida, you know Nevada and Florida; those are places that are always going to have somebody try to slip a kid at twenty, to, you know, try to, try to buy an autograph, try to do this, just because that's those states. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, as his point was, I don't know how you're going to how you going to corral that NCAA because you know you, you get the, you know basically Nevada is built on. You know, built on uh, you know corrupt gambling industry. It, yeah, Florida is Florida. <laughs> so you know, how do you corral that? You know, do you, do you do you have like a, a a separate plan for those those areas? Because you know, all the all the control you put on everybody else, you put all the control you want on those two areas, and that shit's still gonna happen. Yeah, you know, it's just what it is. It's the way things are done, man. I gotta get.
12: <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, there's, there's no answer. The NCAA does not have an answer, and they never mm. will. <laughs> they never will. <laughs> the answer is, uh, my head is way too far up my ass. That's, the right <laughs> that's their answer. That's their <laughs> official response. Uh, hey, did you guys enjoy that uh, Battle of the Bay in the NFL on Sunday? I did.
0: I totally enjoyed that Battle of the Bay. And I watched it at my brother's house, who's a 49er fan. Oh, that must have been sweet. So that was very sweet. Very sweet. And so th- that <laughs> day, that Sunday was a great day because the Raiders beat the 49ers. And my, uh, my youngest son is an Eagles fan. And I kind of like uh, Seahawks. As he said, How you put you, Raider fan? I said, That's my AFC team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seahawks about NFC teams.
12: You just have a lot of love to give, man.
0: And so...
7: <laughs> I don't have
12: as much love to give as uh, you I had, can't you had I to can't.
0: suffer through the, the last 15 years of Raider <laughs> like I had to. You have, to, you have a lot of love to spread around. Uh-huh. But anyway, so I... Uh, I was able to text him and uh, text... I was sitting next to my, my brother going, you know, 49ers suck. And then I was able to text my son the score of the Eagles-Seahawks game. While he was watching the, he and my all my kids were watching uh, the Galaxy win their third fifth MLS Cup, third championship in four years, fifth overall, the most winning. They won more championships in MLS. They were at the game, so oh, nice. Yeah. They didn't like me, but they were there. <laughs> <laughs> said they had, said they had a great time. <laughs> so how had you
2: gone, you'd have missed the Raider game. I
0: didn't watch. It was not on TV. <laughs> they don't show us radar games, and right, they've they fallen so far below the freaking radar that you can't watch them on TV anymore. <laughs> <Not with laughs> paying <quality>. Exactly. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just kept watching the thing scroll across yeah. the bottom. <laughs> my, my dad
12: was watching it because that's you know he lives in that. Vaguely in that area now. That's the that's the games that they get where that's he lives on their local get. TV. Now they get Niners and Raiders yeah, games. Yeah, that's
0: make the LA market.
12: And so I asked him a couple times how it was going. Yeah, it
0: was, uh, I get my updates, my Raider updates on my uh, smartphone.
12: Yeah. So they call it. <laughs> oh gosh. You know, Sunday night's game was pretty. Who uh, cool was Sunday night? That was the Chargers and the Patriots. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
12: And the Chargers played; they played okay at times. Uh, they were clearly outmatched, and the bummer of it is, I mean, from a Charger fan's perspective, is that you know that probably was one of, I mean, the second most winnable game on their schedule left. They've got the they got the Broncos this week. I think the most winnable game out of the four remaining as before last week, was at San Francisco in a couple weeks. Um, but they've still got they've got the Broncos at home this Sunday, and they're at San Francisco next week, and then they've got Kansas City well, they can wait to up. finish off. They, can actually wait out. they could, um, but they're going to need some help offensively. The Chargers offense was just
0: – They held uh, – uh, what's his name, the tight end – Pretty much, Uh,
12: Gronkowski
0: had no, no. I'm talking about the uh, Chargers.
12: Oh, Gates, yeah, he. Well, uh, Rivers, Rivers really couldn't do much of anything. I mean, he. New England's strategy throughout the game defensively was to send, never send less than five, rushing after the quarterback at any given time. Um, They they were blitzing at least one stand up player on every down, sometimes three or four. And San Diego's offensive line, which is kind of patchwork at this point in the year, just they couldn't hold up. They're on their third center this season. And just, you know, losing Nick Hardwick early in the year hurt them because he was their starting center for, like, the last seven or eight years. I mean, he's yeah,
0: – their the center now was the left tackle, he a, right?
12: Yeah, he's a rookie anyway, and he was playing tackle or no, – he was not playing center yeah. before Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> or before midway through last week's game. And – this was his first start at center, and again, he's a rookie to begin with. So, I mean, he was just—I <coughs> think that that goes a long way in being able to handle that kind of adversity. Well,
8: that's
0: a lot of work when yes. you've
12: got when you've got thunder coming down from a team that knows, you know, that, that <laughs> knows what you're going to do, and they're pinning their ears back and saying, "We dare you." Um,
0: but the thing is, is you know, when you're playing tackle, you just got to you know concentrate on you know your assignment. When you're playing center. You're the freaking general. Yeah. You're, yeah. The, you're the line. You're the you're the pointing guys out. This mm-hmm. guy's here. This guy's there. Got there. Communicating with the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Then you gotta get the ball to the quarterback in the freaking uh, shotgun. And uh, and then you're silent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
12: And you know, I I think that you know, their left tackle, King Dunlap, probably had the roughest game of any of them. But uh, yeah, they just they're not there. They might make it in the playoffs still. They're they're still in position. Right now, they they would. If the playoffs, yeah. If the playoffs started tomorrow, they would be in. They, they need to win. Realistically, they need to win two of their final three to, to be fine. You know, if they if they finish ten and six, they're in without a problem. If they if they if they finish nine and seven, and they lose to Kansas City, they might be uh, in trouble. But if they, I mean, if they. Either way that it, it's gonna be tough if they lose two of these final three. So like I said, they've got they've got Denver this Sunday and Toby's going to the game. He texted me a picture of his tickets yesterday and I'm like I hate you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
12: but, yeah. The the Stillers showing some new life. Um, they came
0: from behind, didn't they? I don't even who did they
12: play? They yeah. played Cincinnati. Yeah,
0: they didn't start off. And they they, they, they did Kobe. they did
12: come from behind and yeah. then they just put the yeah. pedal yeah. down and said, uh-huh, well, goodbye. Well,
0: and that was, – was slapping some chick on the ass in a, in a, in a, in a club, he's, he's a pretty darn good And uh, that
12: kid, Martavis Bryant, that wide receiver they have, yeah. who was you – know, came, they signed him in like week five or week six. He's a touchdown machine. Mm-hmm. He's, like, he's like a younger Antonio Brown. He's just, I'm faster than you. I'm going to run by you now. <laughs> and he's going to throw the ball up and I'm going to catch it and you're not going to touch me. I mean – that's just what he does. And they've had a knack for finding those guys. They had Mike Wallace and Antonio Brown at the same time, and it was, oh, my God, that was terrifying. If I were a defensive coordinator and I saw that they had two guys who pretty much should be running with Usain Bolt, <laughs> I'd just say, fuck it. <laughs> hit, them before, hit them before they take two steps. Hit them as hard and as often as you can you're, for those you're, first you're two steps.
0: Straight out sprinters, but that, that San Francisco 49er uh, – experiment with the uh, Hurdler uh, Ronaldo
12: Nehemiah didn't work out yeah, and there have been some where it, yeah it definitely hasn't you he know? Can take a hit right? but these I mean well, tie the jury's out as far as Martavis Bryant. You know he has had he's been in the league for like seven games. So but Antonio Brown he's a flat out speedster Mike Wallace now he's with Miami, he's also just a burner. But when they get hit uh,
0: I watch him on the Sunday day, uh, Sunday show sometime. Oh different
12: <laughs> A little different. Yeah. Was he on CBS? Is that 60, sixty Minutes? Is that what that is? One of those old people shows. One of old people
0: shows. <laughs> I think he retired. Actually, <laughs> his kids work it though, right? <laughs> I don't
12: know. I know that. Uh, what's the guy on NBC? Brian Williams. Brian Williams. His daughter played Peter Pan last that's week. Right. Yeah, man. And
11: nobody watched it. Nobody did. <laughs> I, I sure
12: didn't. I almost watched it just to see Christopher Walken as Captain Hook. I already
0: <laughs> put on his lines. Which I mean, that's, uh, Of course he did. That's what happens, right? But uh, live <laughs> Live TV, yeah. He gotta pull the old Marlon Brando thing, put an earpiece in, put some fucking billboards up. <laughs> they said what Marlon Brando filmed uh Apocalypse Now. They look at billboards with his lines on it in the freaking jungle. He's in that guy. He just he didn't give a shit by then. He was like, you know, what the hell? <laughs> there was another where he had an earpiece when they did it. They did some of his lines. So.
12: <laughs> I can't understand him anyway, so uh, that's
0: well, fine. He's classic in the Godfather. That's all I care about. <laughs> that and, uh, a street car Named Desire. Man. I thought it
12: was a streetcar named Desiree. Damn it. I've been reading it wrong this whole time. Um, so, New England with the win over the Chargers uh, reasserts their control over the AFC right now. They are both. and Denver are both 10-3, but New England throttled Denver a few weeks back. So, uh, with head-to-head, New England right now owns home field advantage uh, going into the playoffs for the AFC. And the NFC, uh, Jesus you got arizona still on top of the west uh oh okay you made it thankfully it was empty uh as long as you're not talking about the nfc south it's fine because the nfc south is just <coughs> it's just bad man the, Sa- the saints and the falcons both have five wins Oh my god. one of those teams is going to go to the playoffs with at most eight wins so I don't know, man. That's scary. It really is. You going to have teams with 9 and 10 wins left out of the playoffs.
2: Especially considering how um, pretty
12: good those teams were. They so were yeah, know, 2 I years, years ago both of those teams top were top yeah, you know, the beating, Yeah, and you know, the Saints are still only 5 years removed from a Super <laughs> Bowl championship. The Falcons 2 years ago were the best team in the NFL. Right. And then the 49ers Came and KO'd them in the championship game.
2: Right,
12: and the Falcons were like what fourteen and two that season, something like that. Yeah. And and just here they are now, and they're battling it out. You know, dude, I don't know if you saw any highlights, but the 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 Saints and the Panthers got into a little rumble oh, on I Sunday. Yeah, Cam Newton scored a touchdown. They were playing at Carol uh, at uh, New Orleans, okay. and Cam Newton scored a touchdown on like a quarterback. Quarterback draw, he dives over the pile and barely gets the ball to the okay. to the goal line. And then the ball comes out, and the, they ruled that the ball broke the plane. And then he does this little Superman, like, I'm tearing off my suit to be Superman thing, which is really just fucking stupid to yeah. begin with. But somebody from the Saints came up behind him, like a linebacker for the Saints, right as he was doing this. He oh, saw God. that, and he's like, no, fuck this. And he chucks him from <laughs> behind. And then just... I mean, it wasn't quite bench clearing because they were probably it was probably just the 22 guys on the field at right. that time. Um, by the time because it was down in the end zone, so by the time any of the players from the sideline got to it, it was pretty much getting broken up. But like in the Superdome, there's you know there's the walls back behind the end zone, and some of those walls are gates that right. go, you know they're padded, but they're they're just gates. So they a couple of the guys bowled through these gates. And they're down on the concrete now, like wailing on each other. Wow. There were punches getting thrown everywhere. It was uh, it was pretty scrappy considering that it was a 41 to 10 game. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was an ass whooping. So uh, yeah man. That was about the most exciting thing in the NFC South this weekend though.
2: So depending on their schedules, it's conceivable.
12: Yeah, yeah, I think it's probable at this point. I I think seven and nine is probably best case scenario for that division winner. I mean, it's it's bad. (laughs) It's been a while for that since that's happened. The last team to do it, the last team to do it was the Seahawks. Actually, they made it like Pete Carroll's first year, which was what three or four years ago, five years ago. Um, Yeah, they they were seven and nine. And they made the playoffs because the NFC West was just awful. And they actually had a home playoff game against the Saints, and they beat them. So and they so they finished eight and ten on the season after after playing two playoff games. They were still under five hundred. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh. Yeah, dude, I don't know. Apparently, the the 49ers want to get rid of Jim Harbaugh or something. I guess he's forgotten how to coach maybe. I don't know. I
2: don't know. Does I mean, yeah. he him odd. Yeah. Uh, he did seem to have a certain touch going on there for a while. We
12: uh, Harbaugh, Jim.
2: Well,
0: he's on his way out. Apparently. Yeah. But okay. what it sounds like. Yeah. I, I but, have to say I feel bad about
12: that, but I
0: don't like the guy.
12: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and, again, he's one of those guys where it kind of makes – he makes it hard for you to root for him. No, Even if you're a fan of his team and they're doing well, it's hard to oh, it's hard to get his back and say, yeah, that's our guy. You know, that's our coach. So, you know, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, that's our coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That that embarrassing felt, SOB. Feels
0: right. You know what, to me, he's like, I know. Uh, there's a guy who's coached the Raiders who I hated. He did well somewhere else. Um, but uh, he reminds me of Shannon. This guy, I just don't like. I don't know what the deal is with that guy.
12: Yeah, it's hard for me to think of those guys in the same light, just because I remember Jim Harbaugh as a player, and
0: Hardee's a pretty decent player.
12: I don't remember anything about Shanahan other than grumpy old man.
0: (laughs) Is that it? I I don't remember Harbaugh as a He was never a great player.
12: He was a little bit of a journeyman guy. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, he was. He started in Indianapolis for a few years. He started in San Diego for a couple of years. God. I think he started in Chicago for a year or two. I know. know from Stanford. He was more of. He was like the guy who was a starter on teams that really didn't have a starter. Mm-hmm. You know, he was the guy who came in and did the job because yeah. they didn't have a draft pick or whatever until next year. When yeah, they yeah. yeah, and you know he he did some good things. He was always a little bit of an undersized. Guy who could make some plays with his feet, and he was a lot like the coach you see on the sideline today. You know, he was uh, the passionate, we're gonna do this kind of guy. You know, he seemed yeah. a little more positive in his playing days. Uh,
0: he's such a, you know, he, he,
12: he seems he's, just he's petulant.
0: So now. He's all smug to other coaches. Well, which is perfect for San Francisco.
12: I don't <laughs> understand why they don't like
7: that,
0: you know?
12: Like the whole who's got it better than us thing. It's like, well, the city, <laughs> the city yes. We're the only city <laughs> yeah. in the entire fucking country slash world. Guys, <laughs> yeah.
0: I, so I have friends from San Francisco and every time I go. So uh, in the city, I'm like, what city? Uh, they, they hate that. They just yeah. freaking hate that. Which, which city <laughs> are you talking <laughs> about? What city are you talking about? Are you talking, <laughs> about, are you talking
12: about Walnut <laughs> Creek right now? Are you talking about or <laughs> Berkeley, or you know San Jose? Which which city are we talking about? Because San Jose has more people than San Francisco. San Jose is like twice the size of San Francisco. I don't know if they know this, but you know. San Jose has like 2 million people. It's a pretty big city. Have you heard of it? Right next door. But that's okay because it doesn't have the culture of the city. So, don't get me wrong. San Francisco is a great town. It's a great town. It's a lot of fun. But, but awesome. yes, I love the points. But down. smug gets uh, <laughs> smug gets overbearing. Um, you know? I can handle some smog, but some smug really gets old quickly. So yeah, the NFL, it's happening. It's about to get fun. Playoffs are coming down the pike in about four weeks. We got three more weeks of regular season football. Who's playing on Monday this week? who's playing tomorrow let's see tomorrow we've got the cardinals and the rams
7: you know what
12: the rams Rams, they are not out of the playoff hunt yet i don't believe they can still with uh with some some good work on their part and a little help on on the other way they're still
0: playing with a backup quarterback huh
12: they're playing yeah with their they moved on from their second string to their third string quarterback sean hill now is their quarterback and it's just a puzzler
0: um
12: yeah, Bradford. He might come back some year. Who knows? What
0: did he? What did he destroy? This
12: I can't remember what it was. If it was an ankle or a shoulder or what? I don't know. I I feel bad for the kid.
0: But he's out for the season. Yeah, right? he he's not.
12: He got injured. What? Like second week of preseason yeah, or something? Yeah. It was another another year off for him. It's like the third time he's missed an entire season since he was in college. It's kind of crazy.
0: Sucks.
12: Yeah. But, you know, we got the pillow fight of the week between the Redskins and the Giants. That's just, ugh. Ugh.
0: <laughs> Giants won last week, huh? They won big last week.
12: Didn't they?
0: Yeah, pretty sure they did. Let's see last week was week 14, right? Yes. Uh, Giants 36-7 against Tennessee. Yeah.
12: Huh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Gnarly. Let's see, um, little matchups. Yeah, yeah, you got uh, Arizona, St. Louis. You asked
12: about the Monday night, New Orleans, at Chicago. Ooh, that's a game that looked a lot better back in August.
0: Yeah, because they're both sucking right now. Yeah, they're, those are both
12: teams that, I mean, and, you know, the Saints, we were, Peter and I were talking about this, the Saints are tied for first in their division right now. They've,
0: they've been looking lousy the last couple of games. Yeah, they're
12: terrible. I mean, they're, that's a bad football team. Again, not, not talent-wise, but just
0: the way they play. just
12: can't pull their heads out. And the Saints and the Falcons at five and eight are tied for the division
9: lead.
0: Oh, you know here's one: what? Uh, the Giant, the gi- yeah, the Redskins play the Giants. See, this is a week uh, you know we, we should have had our good friend uh, Mark Platt. because there was he telling them all, that uh, RG three is uh, the, you know going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread. We're going to have to check the archives because <laughs> I, I tend to
12: tune out
7: from
0: time to time. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not that I don't think the guy can play, play ball. He's, just, he's on a lousy team, and he's really, he hasn't done crap for the last two years. So, uh, Oakland plays Kansas City this week. I mean, there are no good games this week, man.
12: No, there's a couple really bad ones, though, including the one we just mentioned, Washington and New York. But then
0: that other well, New that York, that
12: other New York, Jersey B, the Jets are playing the Titans in a battle of 2-11 and 11 Stalwarts. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Well, yeah,
0: wait, 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 who, who quarterbacks for the Titans?
12: Right now, uh, Zach Mettenberger, who to say about him, really. You know, he, he played for Georgia in college for a year and then he got kicked out of school for, I don't know, something and then went to LSU. Uh, San Francisco at Seattle. At oh, Seattle. Oh, Seahawks. That one, I think that one's going to be a bloodbath, honestly.
0: I'm hoping it
12: is. Uh, 49ers look lost right now and the Seahawks are looking like they're finding like something.
0: Like yeah. they got, yeah. hey, Just wait a, a second. Starting to the remember. The we're the defending champions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to step up our game. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. Cincinnati and Cleveland. Oh, Johnny Manziel's first start.
12: Johnny Manziel is going to start Johnny an NFL football. regular season football game. Start. I will reserve any further comment until after he's What's Cincinnati's say about him? Uh, Marvin Lewis <laughs> called Johnny Manziel a midget, <laughs> a midget that he wasn't worried about. Something along those lines. <laughs>
0: Something along those lines. Yeah. And then he retracted that statement the next Yeah, year. you know. Yeah.
12: You can't <laughs> take it back once it's out there. <laughs> it's you know? out of leaves and lips. Yeah. It's over with. And I like Marvin Lewis more than I like Johnny Manziel. So, for the time <laughs> being, I'm behind his whole uh, midget comment. I
0: would just like to see Manziel just play a decent game. Because, you know, the pre- all the pressure's on that kid. And, you know, i like you know, to see him do it I think
12: the other two teams in the division would like to see him play a decent game as well. Yeah. Um, just because they need the Bengals to lose one more here. Beyond that, though, I mean, if the Bengals...
0: Boy, Hoyer just fell apart. He just collapsed, man. He's here in football. He goes. This guy behind me has got to take my spot. Or? Well, he's
12: been listening to that all season long, and yeah, he's been trying to block it out. On, you on, know, dude, but
0: come on, step up your game, dude.
12: This <laughs> is his first season playing more than three games, so mm-hmm. you know it's a marathon, not a sprint. And I think he was having to try. He was trying to make. He was by trying to look like the whole quarterback controversy thing wasn't bothering him. He was showing how much it was bothering him. him. Yeah. Um, and I, vaguely reminiscent of the whole Roger Maris and, uh, Mickey Mantle scenario in 61, I think he kind of crumbled a little bit under, real or imagined, the controversy that was surrounding it, and, you know, hopefully, hopefully he doesn't have, you know, start losing his hair or anything like Roger Maris did, um... (laughs) But, yeah, I, I think that he he tried to, to put out this whole, oh, I don't read the papers, it doesn't bother me, I'm the guy, this is my team. When If if you're that guy, then you shouldn't fucking say anything. You should just go to practice and do, do work, your, you, know? you know? Do your job. Yeah.
0: So. Which reminds me <laughs> of a football <laughs> uh, Stalbeck, they showed the Roger Staubach win, and, uh, <clears throat> you know, he was the backup to start with. Uh-huh. You know, he, he'd done great at the Naval Academy, he won the Heisman Trophy, but then he went to Vietnam and did all this stuff there. So then now uh, he comes to he comes to, you know he comes to the Cowboys all this fanfare, but they let him know the you know they just, I forgot who the quarterback was. They let him know you know you ain't shit. I'm the I'm the quarterback, which he was for half half the season, and then Staubach became the quarterback, and you know the same type of thing similar to this, and then uh, you know years later Staubach you know getting older and stuff and he had, he ended up having to retire. Uh, he, he never really got along with Tom. Landry. I mean, he got along with Tom Landry. It was like they said, it was like the parent child thing. He's, he was the coach, you know, Staubach, you know, you know, he liked Landry called all the plays, you know, and then Staubach was only allowed to audible, you know, where all the other, all his peers were calling their own plays, And, uh, one game he did call all his own plays. They did really great. And then the next day, week the it was back to normal. It was like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, whatever kid. I'm calling all the plays because everything was scripted. But, by the time he he got hurt and stuff like that and he had to retire, they already had, what's his name, Danny White? Is that his I don't know. Yeah. Uh, they, were, they were already making moves to replace him anyway. So he didn't really feel like he was a, truly got that love that he should have gotten, you know, but uh, you know Tom Landry only won Super Bowls with Roger Staubach. He didn't win Super Bowls without him. So championships without him. So. It was interesting. Man. It was it was a really good thing. I mean that guy, that guy is truly the squeaky clean guy. You know what I mean? We, you know, usually these guys. He's should, the all American boy. He is the all American boy, man.
12: Well, he doesn't get more <laughs> all American than him. No,
0: not at all. They said though, his teammates go, yeah, he he could mean, and he, they saw him fight, having a couple fights, and they said, <laughs> well, it was, uh, Hollywood Henderson said that uh, he got in a fight with somebody who sucker punched him, oh, I, don't know who, I forgot who it was, but he said, <laughs> the stomach kicked his ass, he mm-hmm. said, you know, he was in Vietnam, you were in Abilene. <laughs> You the know, the B- check out. I'm gonna yeah. have to start
12: checking them out because I did. Uh, I did discover this Watch NFL Network app.
0: me just that you know. fr- Saturday from one o'clock on, it's a football life marathon. <laughs> a <shmorgasbord. laughs> So You can see wh- which ones you want to watch and knock yourself out.
12: Nice. I'm very, uh, I'm very much looking forward to that, as well as some games this weekend. So, we'll talk basketball when it matters.
0: Yeah. Okay. So we won't be talking basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to talk
12: basketball, but I was going to bring up a politics <laughs> conversation, and I didn't want to go there.
7: There you so. go. There <laughs> you have it. Another edition of Tivo.
1: China.
0: Next week is our last show of the year, so tune in there. And it's the first show of our mm-hmm. final season. <laughs> <laughs> so, tune in. We'll, uh, we want to thank everybody for tuning in. Those of you who tuned in on Talk Stream Live, Swoops World apps, and all the other ways you can listen to the show, all archived at uh, swoopsworld.com as well as iTunes and a host of podcast hosting sites. Uh, Dream as if you'll live forever, live as if you die today. That's going to do it for tonight. Uh, Good night, all.
6: The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio,
7: its affiliates, or sponsors.